0: Well, you know, guys, it's like they say, you can't cage what you can't see. Hi, welcome to episode 181 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm Sparks Witty joined here today with Brandon T. McClure. I'm an escrow. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're, you're an escrow? Yeah. Oof. How's that? That's was good. This is a, ce- a celebration. I bought a house. Yeah. You, you bought a house. Yeah. Where's that? Pomona. Pacoima. Mm-hmm. P- Pomona Pajamas Pajama. Pajama. It's Pacoima I okay. was
2: really happy that was If it really was Pomona
1: Yeah <laughs> That's all That's for all you Gilmore Girls fans Listening to this
3: podcast this is uh, from Gilmore Girls. I'm also
0: here with Ryan Eliopoulos That's me Say and my name Ben
3: Magnet I'm the Invisible Man but No you're not John Cena I can clearly see you Really?
0: No one? Uh, ben, the Invisible Man My queen Ben, uh, every, no Everybody it. knew I didn't know Everybody knew right. Do you know this is This is us Not saying milk
3: Alright Okay Damn dog, you just got milked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Each week, Ben Magnet gets milked here on the Fake Nerd Podcast. Can we not?
1: Can Everyone's favorite new segment.
0: That's a new shirt. Milked.
2: No, no,
1: it's not. <laughs> no, we, I want come to watch Ben get it's milked. It's utterly I delicious. A, I want to do a shirt that has Ryan, like small letters, small letters, milk, medium letters, milk, milk, big letters, milk,
3: and Ben just like holding them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <then Is> it, <laughs> it could be
3: a couple shirt, Ben. Just Ben, silhouette? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Our first couple shirt of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Wow. Oh, God. What's up, guys? Did, I, did, we, get, did we introduce everyone? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah, we did. I got through everybody. Cool. What's did. up? All right, cool. Hi, everyone. What up? Uh, I'll go first since we're all kind of like, well, what happens next? No, I know what happens next. All right, you go first. Then. I'm not going to. All right. I'm going to go first. Okay. Despite working 50 hours this week and six days in a row, I'm not breaking anything. I played a little bit of Red Dead sure Redemption. sounds like you are breaking something. It's just a wire. <laughs> Speaking of wires, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 has none of them because it takes place in 1899, so don't go looking for them. So there are wires um, in Let me tell you, uh, copper! <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is awesome. Uh, it reminds me a lot of The Witcher in terms of the depth that there is and the breadth of it. Uh, not breadth of the wild, just breadth of content. Uh, cause that's it's
1: a coin to your
3: six-gun? Yeah, that's actually it's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um The things you can do in the game are – it's one of those games where you can't just, like, play it for 10 minutes because it's just uh, – like, you're engrossed into it. Like, you have to sit down and invest and, like – they have Nickelodeons where you can go and watch a 10-minute movie that they have made, and it's like old-school movies like cool. in 1899. And I played poker for like an hour and a half so I can get an achievement because I really like playing poker. And they have that game where you like stab your hand in between. Yeah. Uh, and like you can bet. And you can do all that. And I uh, there's Red Dead Online. And uh, I met a character named Ogdo Bogdo. And if you know who that <laughs> character is, 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> um, let me tell you, Red Dead 2's story is really good and – I can't think of a similar director other than someone like a Sam Raimi or an Edgar Wright where they do something really serious and then twist it to be really funny, like instantaneous, or like a Taika Waititi. But something happened to me over, over this week um, where there's this girl in my camp, and her name's Mary Beth, and she's reading a book, and I'm walking over to her, and she's like, hey, Arthur, why don't you sit down? And the camp that you go to is really dynamic and you talk to a lot of characters, and Arthur sits down, and Mary Beth's like, Arthur, what's going on? Just being cheery, nice, and Arthur's like, you know Mary Beth it's 1899 the world's going to hell and, and and the West it's being encroached on and blah, blah, blah. And he goes into this like, five-minute spiel of how dark the world is and she's just like, God damn it, Arthur, I just wanted to talk to you. And, and she just walks away and you're just sitting there like, oh, man. And I'm just like, that was really good. <laughs> that was worth me sitting there because you could leave at any time, but I'm yeah. glad I stayed for a bit." and she just shuts her book and I'm like, Arthur, you're a sad sack, you piece of shit. And she just walks away and I'm like, oh, this game's good. So I played like, 10 hours of that this week, just all through the week. Uh, just worked a lot, played a lot of that. I didn't do anything with you, Sparks. Nope. Uh, I watched, oh man, I watched this really sad show called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, and it's a, <laughs> a based off a real-life murder of this little boy, and the only reason I watch it, because two separate coworkers talked to me about it at work, and was like, hey, have you seen this thing? Uh, because it was big news when it happened. Uh, it's about the murder of a little boy and the parents who are neglectful, but it's also about uh, Child Protective Services and how America... Is oh, this little cat is so cute in the middle of our story? This uh how bad child protective services is in America and America sucks. Blah 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 blah. I had a a boring week. That's all by. <laughs> no, I X lied. X Men. X-Men, thank you, guys. Real I quick. was going to remind you. Thank you. So we all read *Hawks Pox*, right? *Hawks mm-hmm. Pox*. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Wow, it's been a while. Uh, if you remember, there were re- there are certain red issues that were highlighted, be very important issues of the run. Um, there haven't been any in this new da- dawn of X, like uh, the current books. Uh, the editor said, "Hey, X Men Seven would have been a red book if I if I had the foresight or the hindsight or whatever, uh, because X Men Seven is a is a one hell of a book. It introduces a concept that." is uh really wild and it's really conflicting and it's really kinda gross. Oh, I think I know it. And it's it's uh it's kinda horrific. It was spoiled for me. Uh even reading it, it it's so I'm much sure, cooler yeah. I'm sure um, I can't wait to read it but the whole issue it's about Scott, and, uh, Cyclops and Nightcrawler and if you guys know Nightcrawler is very religious and he's a Catholic and his whole thing is like I want to be a good person so I can go to heaven now that I am immortal what does that mean for me to be a religious person and it's a really internal issue while also being really existential about what Koko is about and it was just a really a really awesome issue uh, that ended with, <laughs> with direct references to Hawks stuff that it's that it's like holy shit like things are being connected maybe the future that we're trying to avoid is still happening and it's just like it's like is it a really a vicious circle dude like it's it just it, it's one of those issues where you're like oh I just want to talk about it so get to it eventually <laughs> that's it
1: I gotta finish X-Force and then X-Men
3: they're all good but uh, X-Men right now is the hot one yeah that's me goodbye I'll go Ben uh, do you want to go
1: I didn't do
2: much this week either so sh- um,
0: the week for all of us to do nothing oh, man what did what did, I,
1: what Not did
2: me what day, sorry dude? To say. I mean, good. The, the only thing I really did was just besides just um watch Invisible Man and um go to work was I I got all seven time stones on Sonic CD, which is something I wasn't able to do until now. That's a big deal. And, and that is, been, yeah. And I've been playing that game for over twenty five years. There That's a big deal. Yeah. So I finally was able to get all seven time stones, beat Sonic uh, CD like one hundred percent, good ending and everything, because I could play that, because I could speed through that game easy I could play it in like half hour and then there's a bad ending yeah Hmm. if you don't make a good future because there's these machines because Song CD has a time uh travel mechanic in it and if you don't just either destroy these machines in the past or get the time stones then you make a bad future in that zone because once you get to the third act of that zone whether if you make a good future then it's gonna look all bright cheerful but if you have a bad future then it's essentially when Robotnik takes over and everything is like polluted uh destroyed um things are broken and it looks gross.
1: So either you make the Federation or you make the United States of America.
3: <gasps> Ooh. What, too much? Truth bombs. Too much? In our Sonic lore, so the fake, yes. The Victor podcast <laughs> is not at all aff- affiliated with any political party. <laughs> the U.S. government,
2: <laughs> yes. So so Sorry. yeah, I was finally able to do that after, and the, the special zones in Sonic CD, are, it's like a, a pseudo 3D field, and you have to destroy these UFOs, but the thing is, when you think you're about to destroy a UFO, you either undershoot it or overshoot it. And it's really, really annoying. And if you step on the water, then your time just goes away instantly. Not the water. So it's 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 a new type of special zone than from other Sonic games, but it's not a bad one. It just takes a while to get used to, and it took me apparently 25 years to get it. And you did it now. But I finally did it. And I guess the other big thing is I was able to get Doom's 1 and 2 the originals from 1993 and 1994 on my Nintendo Switch and I didn't have to pay a dime because I had Nintendo coins saved up and it is uh, awesome.
3: That reminds me that I started playing Doom because Doom Eternal comes out next month. That's another thing I did. Yeah. I beat Doom 2016 last night. That game uh, uh maybe the most visceral like uh, in gory fun shooter ever made. Like it, it, I we did a live stream oh, oh God, earlier, and yeah. somebody was saying like how Doom truly, like 26 Doom, is truly like one of the best video games of all time. As a shooter, uh, yeah. it, it is so fast-paced, and everything connects, and it's all about doing like execution moves to refill your ammo. Mm-hmm. So like, you get use a help. shotgun, you run out of ammo, so you have to kill an enemy with a different gun to get the shotgun ammo. You so can, you're constantly changing
2: things up. If you have enough fuel on your chainsaw, you could just chainsaw a monster, and you get ammo for oh, all dude. your weapons. Every single weapon you have just like ups your ammo instantly.
3: That is a uh, it gives you just enough story where you care. Dude, but uh, I was it's having, so
2: cheesy, too, and I love it. I don't know what happened in back in 2016, because I bought Doom. I pre-ordered it. I was loving it. I got to a certain point in the game, and then I stopped, and I didn't touch it. I don't know if another big game came out. I don't remember what exactly happened, but now I went back and and picked up where I left off. And I, while I was playing, I was like, why did I stop? This you, game let, is, you let Doom Eternal this, happen. This, this game is effing great. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. Big
3: robot demons.
2: Oh, yeah. Once I finally got to the end, to the, I don't want to sp- spoil don't 2016, spoil but,
3: oh, man, I'm like,
2: great. I want to get Doom Eternal so bad. Spoilers. And uh, I don't d- have the money for st- it.
3: Even though we beat the game, we still lose because there's a sequel. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for Doom Eternal. So pretty much that's all I did. Oh, I didn't do much. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing Twitter accounts. They both come out the same day, uh-huh. and they are constantly liking, retweeting, and commenting on each other's statuses. That makes uh, me so happy. Yeah. So like Animal Cross, like they do a Doom update, and Animal Crossing is like, "Wow, it looks so cute. I can't wait to play it." And then the oh. Doom guy comments on the Animal Crossing one, like, oh. "Wow, is Isabella in the game? Who's like a main character?" From- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "This is charming as I, hell."
2: It was the, like the most wholesome thing ever. Because you would think Doom fans and Animal Crossing fans are completely different breeds. Of They're people. both gamers. Oh yeah. Gamers did you love. see
1: did you see Florence Pugh's uh conversation with Paddington no oh, please not. tell me Florence Pugh uh of *Midsummer* yes. and Little Women uh, seen Black soon Widow Black Widow I saw part of this she tweeted at so Paddington tweeted something or did she tweet to Paddington hey hey when are we when are we gonna get together I've got some jars of marmalade or something like that <laughs> oh. and Paddington was like dear Miss Pugh I would love to get together with you at, and share with you Mrs. Brown's famous ja- famous marmalade re- recipe. It was the cutest thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So it's kind of like that because I saw um, a, a meme on 9Gag where it's the Doom fans telling the Animal Crossing people, like, hey, I hope you're, you have a great launch. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to this. And the Animal Crossing fans are like, hey. I hope you also have a great launch. And there's like fan art of, Isab- of Doomguy of Doom Guy having Isabella sign an autograph, or Isabella dressed up in a Doom Guy armor. I've definitely seen and that. And she's all like, "Yay, I, I love the
3: suit. Cuter than a little dog lady in a uh, uh, demon slaying armor. It is yeah. wholesome, and I am happy that that is happening. And I want both those games, which is unfortunate because they're both expensive in the same day. <sighs> Sparkles. Yeah, I
0: thought about it, and uh, I did not have time to consume anything that was not related to this podcast that we're already going to talk about in it or school. Tell me about
3: real quick the black and white movie that you watched that I didn't watch. I
0: watched two. Which one do you want me to tell you about?
3: I don't know the one that I walked through. Maybe just one of them. Tell me about. I think you
0: watched through. You walked through when we were watching the Thin Man. I don't remember. I want to say that's right. I've um, heard of the Thin Man before. Yeah, the Thin Man. Uh, I've heard of the Thin Man before. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really it's a really good film. Um, it's from 1934. Uh, it's based on Dashiell Hammett novel, and uh, it spawned five sequels, which is pretty unusual for that time period. But like people, the big man, the small man, the medium sized man. Um, no, just another Thin Man. Song of the Thin Man. It always the Thin had Man thin Returns. Man <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it, it the stars were so oh. kinetic uh with each other especially for that time it's it's unusual to see them play off each other that well um people they just want chemistry. to keep watching them yeah
3: um unlike the people in Stargate a movie we all watched today <laughs> yes i was going to say you guys you
0: guys better bring that up at some point i was uh, but uh but i uh, i watched that and i also watched the classic uh Carrie grant Katherine hepburn film bringing up baby mm. um and uh, both of those were related to my school stuff but other than that No, i've i've watched episodes of the office in my downtime like when i have a moment where it's like hey just take a break from all this i'm watching the office uh because it's it's very easy to just kind of languish in that and like i am consuming something that i haven't seen but i'm not like it's just people talking yeah 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 yeah, exactly exactly it's a very relaxing thing and i know you've caught me watching the office a couple of times because that's like my if i'm taking a
1: break from something i'm just watching the office
3: yeah. <laughs> it's it's a nice relaxing show to yeah. watch
1: yeah as uh, as sparks alluded to we uh we were on Ryan Ben and i were on uh downright annoyed mm-hmm. talks about movies yes mm-hmm. it's downright nerdy and then yeah. down down it bored and annoyed bored and annoyed. Or downright, downright nerdy yes. got together i really wish
0: i could have been part of it but i i it would not have been wise for you me to you were too. in the background at least <laughs> i was in the background i had to i have a lot of uh school stuff coming we up this week and it would not have been good
1: for me to take time away to yeah. do it we talked about the stargate movie from 1994
3: yep uh written and directed by roland emmerich and Dane devlin it's true all of it <laughs> yes uh uh if you guys didn't catch that live stream, which you didn't uh it's a it was a fun it's a fun movie but it will
0: be um archived bo- yeah Bor- bored and annoyed always uploads the audio of those episodes yes on their cool. feed. So if you want to go check out the Born and Annoyed podcast feed, you can hear the audio of that discussion. That's cool. Um, which also had uh, Ken Pinkies from Pinky's out. Out, out podcast yep. yes. uh, on it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, that was fun. I'll talk about what I'm doing. What I did yeah, then. absolutely. I'm done. I got nothing. I had a Blumhouse double feature. I love Ooh. the Blums. Uh, we were oh, about The Invisible did, Man. Did you see
3: Fantasy Island? I did. Where? I saw Fantasy Island. Real quick. Real uh, quick. Uh, uh, these girls dropped a movie ticket at my uh, restaurant that I work at, and I picked it up. and it was just a receipt. So I was like, "Oh, what did you guys see?" And they like, say, "Oh, we saw uh, we saw um, Fashion Island," and I didn't immediately go. I don't know what that movie is, and I was just like, "Oh, how was it?" And she was like, "It's okay." And then like twenty minutes later, I'm like, "Fantasy Island." <laughs> how was it, Brandon?
1: It's okay. It's okay. Yes, okay. Uh, can I spoil the twist for you guys? Sure. I'm not gonna go see it, so.
3: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if, Listeners, yeah, if, go uh, ahead and skip ahead. If like a minute. Skip if ahead, you care. Skip
1: ahead if you care. Uh so it's revealed that the whole thing has been a setup from the blonde girl.
3: Okay.
4: Sh- okay.
1: She is a she is so she her fantasy is to not uh get revenge on her childhood bully. It is to kill everyone she blames for the death of this guy she met one time. Oh, okay. Uh and so it's revealed that because of the bullying, uh she kind of went a little not crazy but she had no self-worth so she met this guy who liked her and she was, they were going to go on a date and there was a fire before that date that he died in that was started by Maggie Q this guy was the was the roommate of the brothers on the island and the cop who is the military dude wouldn't go up and save him and it's like a big convoluted way of just to kill a bunch of people
3: yep. that's
0: a mm-hmm. really polarizing way to treat
3: Fantasy Island. Oh, uh, uh, I was going to uh, say a female 100%. character. Sense. Oh, that too, yeah. And like the whole thing is
1: like, there is an anti-bullying message in the movie that is buried under whatever, whatever all that garbage.
3: Real quick, uh, does anyone say the plane, the plane? Yes. Okay, good. That's all I know about Fantasy Island.
1: Uh, <laughs> and you, you ever want to know what happens when Michael Payne decides to phone something in? This? Is it this movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone needs a new oh, pool. Oh, boy. His fantasy is to run the perfect hotel And so, and while he does, his right because like he's not because he's not really part of it. He the blonde is uh, in control. Yeah. So so he has to grant everyone's fantasies. Everyone gets one fantasy. The blonde, her fantasy is to kill all the people. But does he? I don't understand. He has a fantasy though. His fantasy. Sure, but like,
0: was he there before she was? Yeah. Okay. So he was always there. That shouldn't be allowed
3: because that ruins everyone else's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like
0: you'd think he'd come down
1: and be like, "You can't do that," uh, but the island grants everyone's fantasy. You know oh. what my fantasy is? The island has to grant the island the island has to grant one person a fantasy.
3: What? All right, okay. I don't want. If to you talk drink about the black it. water, no, I don't
0: want to talk about it anymore.
3: The black water from Prometheus? No, I don't want to talk
0: about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more question about fantasy. <laughs> Go ahead. God, no, I'm just it. kidding. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's that sounds like uh there could have been something cool and there isn't. There, yeah, um, exactly I wish is. I wish Maggie Q specifically was
1: was getting more attention. Yeah. That was positive. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Um I like I said uh, uh, we got a we got a place uh, finally after months of searching. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Um P- I come on. Uh, I think we should be clear cuz last week we were saying that you were going to be moving. Oh, this yeah. is not the same. This is not the same place. I decided to we decided not to take that place because of reasons uh, that are too that ma- too sensitive to talk about on the Shady podcast. Shady reasons. Well, no, not just that. It's like, but like also, we've Other been stuff. trying to buy a place the to get walls something bigger. Are
3: covered with feces.
1: We've been trying to get a uh, three bedroom place uh, so we can have space, and you guys can come out there eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> um, much more room for activities. Exactly. So anyway, uh, but I did get to. But I am trying to read a lot of comics. I'm trying to get caught up in my comic books. Uh, Because I'm very far behind. So I caught up on a bunch this week. I caught up on Shazam. Shazam. Which is Jeff John's book. And I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Just that he's just doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Superboy Prime shows up as the main villain of Shazam now. Why? Because he was locked away in one of the Magic Lands. Oh, cool. And it's really cool because he, obviously, Superboy Prime, is immune to the effects of the changes in the timeline. So he remembers the post-crisis timeline. Um, And then... Oh, just like reference Doomsday Clock in a really clever way. Uh but I forgot what it was, but I just remember it being clever. Um The Shazam goes to the Darklands, which is where the dead live, and they're they they do not name them, but in there is the original Shazam family from Fawcett Comics.
3: Oh, that seems weird.
1: So they show up as little cameos. Zombies? A little bit, like mm-hmm. dead man type zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and g- ghouls, um, Gould. and they, they are wearing their classic, like Shazam family. It's like Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel senior, Mary, Marvel. Mary Marvel. So like they'll, they'll, they're all there. And it was kind of cute to see them Ooh. cause he can't name them. So they're, so he has the artists draw their names on tombstones as they rise. So like legally he can't say, Hey, it's Captain Marvel. Yeah. That so was kind of fun. I caught up on Venom. Venom. Shit guys. Uh, Venom Island.
3: Yeah, that's I I'm behind way behind.
1: Yeah, uh, I finished I finished absolute carnage, which was which had a solid ending. Mm-hmm. Demon carnage is awesome. Demon carnage is cool. Jesus. Uh, and then it, we finally revealed what Dylan's son is mm-hmm. and what the maker's plan is. Make-up. The maker. This isn't a spoiler, but the maker brought the ultimate uh, Venom symbiote yep. to 616 timeline
3: hey man there's a lot mm. more ultimate stuff happening mm. we should read spider-man too soon <laughs> <laughs> right uh yeah because at mm. the end of that thanks uh so like the
1: maker is trying to return to his timeline because the council of reeds are like you can't be a part of the council of reeds unless Cause you s- have your, cause you suck unless you have your own unless you have your own universe oh that makes sense uh so if you want to be part of the council of reeds you need to have a universe so it was kind of Franklin co- to do it was kind of cool to see the council of reeds again uh that book's really great. Yep. Uh,
3: I, l- I really liked the Avengers. So like, do you want to join the Avengers? Because like that absolute Carnage thing was nuts. You could do it. Uh, speaking of, you, s- you said the Maker, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, X Men, FF is still continuing. Issue T came out. Uh, that book is still incredibly solid and really fun. Yeah, I really need to get that book.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, the, the Maker is the ultimate comics version of Reed Richards. And he's evil. He's got a big brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I caught up on Marauders. Woo, X Men baby. Uh, which was the highlight of my reading this week. That book is awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What happens to Kate don't, Pride? Don't spoil don't, it because they're behind. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying what happens. It's crazy, I know. My God. Uh, there's a lot of really great concepts about just like, I mean, it's not a spoiler. We all know that Kate can't go through the gr- go through the and yeah. Gates. Yeah. It's really interesting like how people are like, if she can't go through, what else can't she do?
3: Uh, I really, since you're caught up on Marauders, I really wish you were reading FF. Uh, X-Men right now because uh, the original FF uh, X-Men book from 1980s had Dr. Doom uh, helping Kitty Pride saving her life. So uh, it might be a that Dr. Doom's the reason that she can't go through the gate. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's That cool. would be awesome and I can't wait for that to be true. I, <laughs> but uh,
2: yeah. Well, d- probably doesn't make sense but I actually have my own theory of why
1: she couldn't go through it's, the gate.
3: I, w- I, it's, I, will, I would love to hear it but I definitely, it's, well, it's in, probably not.
1: Well, in it's the book. Probably not it. In the mm-hmm. book, Shaw speculates that it's part of her, it's the her, the reason why she can't go through the gate is because of her phasing mutant ability. That's what I thought. So that's what that's what the mutants <laughs> think it is It's because she of her mutant ability that just it just interacts with the gate wrong.
3: Uh, in in ni- the 1980s, Kate Pride uh, was was she was going through something where she was just disappearing uh, randomly and she was fading away from existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Doom saved her life, um, and. And uh, Chip Zdarsky was—he was like, "Hey, can I can I tell the story with Doctor Doom?" And they were like, "Yes." So a lot of people think that that's, that's going to be. Oh, him. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: I've I've seen a lot of people saying like Zdarsky should be writing the Fantastic Four all the time, and I'm like, yeah,
1: probably. It's, you're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> you're telling me, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um a real, real, Sorry, real quick. Uh, as much as like uh, uh, some people don't like Dan Slot's run, I do sometimes feel bad because people, it's got to be shitty to be like, wow, I wish someone else was writing your book like when you're constantly have to promote your own book. Uh, at the same time, like I don't like what he's doing, but like people don't be so some mean sometimes. You don't have to like someone. Just don't be a jerk. That's all. D- Professor X, you're a jerk. <laughs> no, Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think Dan Slot also
1: dishes it so he can kind of take it a bit.
3: Yeah.
0: Because he he definitely dishes it out at readers too.
1: Sure. I'm gonna say that I did this first, even though I did this last. But I did Castlevania. I started. <gasps> I'm four episodes into the second season. of Castlevania. I was gonna say because season one's only four episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, a second season of Castlevania. I'm four episodes in. Uh, we watched the first season months months yeah, and yeah. months ago. Uh, really good. I have a I have a lot of the same problems. as season one, the animation is pretty stiff, uh, and I don't think every voice actor is well cast. Oh, really? Yeah. Especially Godbrand. I didn't think.
3: I didn't think. What?
1: I don't like him for Godbrand,
3: dude. You don't like um, uh, the
1: voices that they get generally are more. Peter
3: Stormare. Yeah, but like normally would. But the voices
1: that they get generally are more restrained than their animate than their animations, and it doesn't always match. That's so I have a disconnect when it comes to the the animation. I don't have a problem with that at all. I think the show looks awesome. I think like the designs are great, and I I love the story, and I'm and I'm super into it. Uh, But there's just like. Every now and then, though someone's be talking, I'm like, "Um, that you, that doesn't match. Sure, doesn't match." Uh, but as a recent fan of the of the very old uh novella Cam- Carmilla, I was very excited to see that Carmilla is a character in Castlevania. Oh, the vampire lady. Yeah, because uh. she's from an old, uh, pre dating Bram Stoker's Dracula. No. Oh. Uh, novel, novella, novella. Um, which is said to be like one of the early early vampire
3: novels. I love all of that, um, like vampire politics. I love yeah. all that shit. And and Me there's too. there's humans on like the vampire council who are like, yeah, we know you guys are gonna take over, so we might as well join you. And I'm like, they are the worst. They are the actual worst at all the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> They're
1: terrible. I recommend reading Carmilla, by the way. I like it. It's an hmm. old it's an old book, but it it's so refreshing because it deals with them, like the the, the plant like the whole like here's what a vampire has to be. It's making up its own rules, and it's very engaging because that it feels fresh and original, even though it's not. I like it. Uh, I really liked it. I'll check it out. And, but I did that after I did this. I caught up on Star Trek short treks, mm-hmm. all the short treks. Uh, some really solid ones. Uh, there were three with Anson Mount as Captain Pike, so hell yeah. All right. Because um, I love him, and I finished Star Trek Discovery Season 2. I am all caught up on Star Trek Discovery. Yay. Is Season 3 not out? Not yet. March. We're thinking March. Um, If I may, season two, a lot better than season one. Good. Uh, Anson Mount helps that show a lot. Uh, However, it starts in the middle of season one. Um, In the middle of season two, it starts to get a little convoluted and overly complicated and becomes a little bit more fantasy and a little bit more chosen one. More Star Wars? (laughs) More Star Wars. Weird. It's Star Wars influences start to show a bit. Because Star Trek never deals with the uh, the chosen
3: one uh, with the chosen one narrative
1: because it's Wait, an ensemble show.
3: It's also like, it's not like re. It's realistic in a way. Yeah. Like fantasy ch- tropes shouldn't be applied. Chosen yeah. one stuff shouldn't be in this. So they kind introduced of
1: show. they introduced something called a time crystal. Oh no! Yeah. Oh man. Time travel is a part of Star Trek, so no, I accept it. That's fine. But, but like, the time crystal thing, I'm like making it like fantasy like. Okay. Um, so the whole plot is like uh, Captain Pike is following these seven signals around the galaxy, and as they reveal themselves, they save they they save certain planets from certain destructions, uh, try to help liberate some planets. They only find five at the end of the se- at the end of the season. Uh, and then the six and seven are revealed to them at the end of the season. And then not only that, so they're following these red symbols, which turn out to be a, 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 which turns out to be an angel, which actually turns out to be Michael Burnham's mom from nine hundred and fifty years in the future. Uh, oh. Is an a- angel like alien, like an alien? Well, it's, it's human. Okay. So it turns out not, it's, not, it's not angel, it's not alien, it's time travel. Okay. And then on top of that, Section 31 has, a, has an AI which is trying to gain sentience uh, and take over Starfleet. So all of Section 31 has been taken over by this AI. And everyone knows who Section 31 is, even though they're a covert operation within Starfleet. It seems like a lot happening at once. A lot happening. Mm. A lot happening. And if the ending wasn't as fucking amazing. Ooh, bombs. I'm sorry to drop it right now. Dropped it. That ending was awesome. And if it wasn't as awesome, I wouldn't have liked the season. Mm. But that two parter of so it's such a cool action beat. And as a fa- as someone who like likes their canon to fit like nice and nice and clean, uh watching the Enterprise with its classic blue phasers and classic sound effects was watching the Enterprise do anything. Beep, 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 beep. Like, f- man, I was like... It's good stuff. I was into it. There's a sequence where they're, fly- where they're flying shuttles through Section 31 ships and doing this whole thing. I was like, man, that's awesome. And, like, when, when Discovery is at the end of the season, Discovery goes 950 years in the future. Um, and by the time they're doing that, like, they're watching the ship, like... Like they're saving the universe by f- by going into the future because Control the AI wants to wipe out all sentient life on the in the universe. Oh no! So they're going through the future to stop to stop this, the, to stop Control from getting the information. It's a lot. Um, but when they're going through, is like and Captain Pike is like, "Go, go!" and Spock is like, "Uh, go, go!" and everyone's like, "Yeah, there it goes. We're gonna save the universe." And I'm like, "Go, go, go, go!" <laughs> <laughs> like I was into it, and I, it realized that the show, is. Is not good Star Trek. Sometimes it l- it gets there, but it's good TV. It's good TV. Good, and the characters are more engaging this season than they were last season. This season fixed a lot of the problems of the second season of the first season, and uh, I think because I watched the second season, I can actually now say I like the show.
3: Excellent. So okay. I'm I was glad. Hap- I was happy to say. This. I'm glad it's seamless. taken. Uh, it took a while, but you're finally here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not.
3: We made it at last. <laughs>
1: It's not... It's it's more... Like, it could also just be uh, more used to the cynicism of modern Trek. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm more accepting of the palette. So, there could be a bit of that. But a lot of it was it's like... It's just... It's beat you down, so you accepted it. Like, not a little bit. Yeah. But in a way that's like, okay, I'm not as harsh as yeah. I was. Sometimes different things can be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that ending was super solid. Um, But... There is an issue I realized that I have with just modern Star Trek that goes even beyond the cynicism. Star Trek Beyond? Alex Kurtzman has made the fundamental mistake of thinking that the Star Trek timeline is our future. It isn't. No. It diverges in the 90s pretty significantly with the eugenics wars and the World War III and then First Contact and then going like. Zephyrin Cochran. The reason why it bugs me that they updated the technology so much in Discovery, <laughs> like it's modern technology, it's like what we would look like in the 23rd century, not what the 23rd century of Star Trek looked like. The reason why it bothers me is because they're like, OK, what would our future look like? It's not our future. That's why the that's why the Enterprise looks the way it does in the 60s. That's why the Enterprise, the NX-01 looks the way it does. in 200.
3: That's, the 2200s. that's Almost exactly the D C timeline problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't put yeah. The D C timeline
1: has a similar problem. Whenever they show the president and it's yeah. just like the president is like, excuse me. In a world where Lex Luthor was the president, Yeah. you don't need to do this.
3: Batman's parents weren't killed in the forties, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 difficult to be like Oh, hello Luna. Hi
3: Luna, dog dog, dog stuff. Uh oh Luna. Oh no. no, that's the d- Luna, I love you. But you gotta <laughs> gotta moonwalk it out of here or nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no 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 down out down and out good job beautiful cool anyway so Trek discovery star trek's cool yeah
1: so it's like when i realized that my issue was like they they they're they're just like it's our future it's like it's not yeah it's it doesn't it shouldn't look like this you, yes. you shouldn't have updated it this much uh but ultimately like hey you know what it's star trek i'm glad to be watching star trek at the very least and that's what well, I'm I glad got for you.
3: <laughs> uh, I read some X Men comics. I read a Cable, excuse me, a Cable volume that I'm probably going to make a book club because uh, I also watched Deadpool too. I forgot I watched Deadpool 2 because uh, uh, I've read a lot of X Men comics in the past like six, eight, eight, eight months, six months. I don't know. Um, Twenty so years. Twenty. Well, no, like, like yes, <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. heavy the last like year or so. Um, and I saw Deadpool two and I rewatched it because I'm more, way more familiar with those characters now. And I'm like, oh man, I just really like the X Men. <laughs> I really like the X-Men. That Cable series is really good. He's a really convoluted character who is a time traveler. uh, And the series that I'm probably going to make my next book club uh, really uh, focuses on what makes a character cool and kind of makes sense of his ridiculous backstory. It's also a direct uh, uh, homage to The Thing where there's literally people trapped in a building. They have to do tests on each other to figure out who's who. Uh, And I loved it. uh, And I can't wait uh, to show you guys one day. Shall we get into our, ma- our our bread and butter? Well, a lot good. of us are on um, on uh, a diet, so what can we do that's not bread or butter? Can we get some broccoli? Oh, no, we can have butter. Can we get broccoli and butter? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Do kay. broccoli and butter, please. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's hey, it been butter. Okay, hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you.
1: All right, to get started, we do have some bad news, sad news, really. Uh, Kazuhisho Hisa, cut.: Ka- mm. You want me to say: Ben, it? do it..: well, uh,
3: <laughs> David th- Phone? Oh Ben.
1: Kazuhisa Hashimoto. Sure.: Yeah. has died at the age of 61. if you don't know who that is, he is the creator of the Konami code. Oh Ben, what uh, is it?: Up, oh, up, up down, 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 left, right, left, left right, B, right, a, a start.: yeah. Yes, that. The oh, most yeah. famous cheat code uh, ever. it was in Rick and Ralph
2: Oh, this is even sad. He and I have shared a birthday. He was born November fifteenth, nineteen
0: fifty-eight. Damn, dog. Oh my God, you're almost famous.
3: No, that's not how it works. No, no, sure? no
0: they're almost
1: related. Oh. That's better. Someone should tell Stephen King.
3: What else did he do? He mm. didn't just create a what cheat else did, code, he, did do? he?
1: Oh, he was well, he was most known for that. that was but he was a programmer for Konami. Cool. Okay.
2: Yeah, that he was the um the. F- uh, fun fact, the first time the Konami code was introduced, it was, bless you, it was Thank introduced you. in the NES game Gradius. I know that. And name. then eventually it became- Contra. Exi- that's where Contra- Then
0: we all read Ready Player One. <laughs> we know this. It explored that history exhaustively. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. He's not wrong, though. I just wanted to point out that Ready Player One really did, I did know that, that detail because I, I remembered it because it was in Ready Player I Actually, One. I forgot
2: about that detail.
0: Oh, man, they tell you a lot as- uh, weird dumb stuff that, like like if you're way into video games like it, it sticks but I'm dang go ahead awesome. ben okay. i didn't mean to derail
2: you yeah well yeah gradius was the first one it, it made its big th- claim to fame in contra because it gave you 99 lives and as we all know contra is one of the hardest Ethan games to beat it is hard so yeah so um pour one out for once homies it's sad yeah, I mean, it's not even No, you pour it down,
3: then up, then <laughs> down, then up, then yeah, left, up, right? up, down. <laughs> and also, we Sorry. saw.
2: Yeah, we saw Wreck-And-Ralph. It's a huge pop culture f- phenom. Everyone knows the Konami Code. It's so. in a lot of games. Yeah, you said phenom.
3: Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's phenom is a. Is everyone
2: a knows it. It's ev- even non gamers know. Up, up, down, down, left, up, left.
1: No, I know. I was just making fun of your pronunciation. There's, there's a phenomenal. whole.
0: There's a whole episode of Gumball where it's about how they're trying to counter one of the other kids who is a. Uh, alien from Invaders. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah. Where he's just—that's he, just what he is. <laughs> and uh, and they have to do the cheat code to try
1: and get around him, but he's too good at it. Damn. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, but speaking of people leaving, this Earth too soon. All right, I guess that works. Yep. Bob Iger has stepped down as CEO. Oh, of Disney. yeah. Oh. I want to immediately correct myself. I
0: remember now that that's actually two separate episodes. But there is one where that kid who's the from Space Invaders is using the cheat code mm-hmm. to cheat at everything at school. So Gumball tries to do it, and he pixelates himself into a messed up tank. Oh. Uh, oh. That's <laughs> funny. All right, Gumball.
1: Bo- so Bob Iger has stepped down as CEO uh, effective immediately of Disney Studios, um, Walt Disney Studios. He has been planning to do this since 2018. The Walt, Walt Disney Company. Walt Disney Company. Not Walt you. Disney Studios, the entire company. Yes, you're right. The, the Walt Disney Company. They are um, divorced. He has been trying to do this since 2018, but stayed on uh, to make sure that the Fox deal and, and Disney Plus went through. Uh, and it did. Sw- swimmingly. Um, uh, so this is not a sign of doomsday, as many people are making it this up This isn't me. a
3: Dan DiDio situation at
1: all. No. He's been planning this for a long time. He and isn't he replaced by another Bob? <laughs> he was actually going to... In his initial contract was going to run, so run up when it did uh, so that he could run for president. And then, he, and then he decided to stay on. And he's probably... Next time we're going to see him, he's going to run for president. Anyway. Um, uh, he's now going to be the... Uh, uh, he will now be the executive chairman, which as far as I can tell is a new title made just for him. Sounds like nothing. <laughs> it's, it's basically there so that he can shadow Chapek. Yes. Uh, Bob
0: Chapek, who's taking over the CEO position. Mm-hmm. until into I knew it was. Until
1: Iger's contract is over at the end of 2021. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, as, as uh, Sparks just said, he will run up the rest of his contract to December 2021. Um, he's been there since 2005. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yes, Bob Chapek is who's replaced him. He was the former cha- he is he is the former chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products, um, which he started in two thousand eighteen. But he's been with the company for
0: over two decades. Yeah, uh, since yeah. nineteen ninety three, if I'm remembering correctly. I didn't look. I think he's been with the company since nineteen ninety three.
1: I just wanted to like, you know, say what you will about like see what I will sorry about Disney. Say what you need to say about Disney's like business practices. Bob Iger single-handedly turned Disney into a a very close to a monopolistic look. Uh, organization. As a
0: CEO, he's the best. Yes, yeah. like he yeah.
1: he wins at business. Yes, yeah. obviously.
0: <laughs> like whether or not we agree with all his decisions doesn't matter. It's insane. he wins he like at business. quadrupled their
3: their earnings. Like, yeah. he, it he, is he,
1: he insane what he has done yep. to that company. Oh yeah. Uh, and I and and now for, it,
3: it, for better or worse, like in terms of like entertainment stuff, like of course business shit aside. Most of the most of its quality, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think like the dude's done a pretty good job, at least for the stuff that I like. He's helped me see things that I no, like. <laughs> no,
0: no uh, entity, no corporation, no anything can be as big as Disney is and not have both really great things and really shitty things. It's the about nature it. of it's life. just yeah. the way that business in America yeah. works. That's capitalism, baby. That's capitalism, and that's that's how it goes. So it's unavoidable for that to be the case. But um, Bob Iger did see a whole lot of. New new ways of thinking about the brand, and some of that's not great, but some of it is stuff that has been more progressive, certainly more willing to grant progressiveness. Let's not forget that it, that Bob Iger was the person in control who decided uh, that Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios should be uh, separate from being under Ike Perlmutter because when Kevin Feige... And he didn't have to do that. He could have said, yeah. no, you got to listen to Ike. He could have sided with him on that. He said, no, you should be autonomous. Yeah. And that's that alone is like... An example of the good things that Bob definitely made those decisions Iger made those choices yeah. um,
1: He knew when to listen to the right things it, it, it is It is Not going to be argued on this podcast I feel that uh, His uh, Reverence for a brand uh, Has probably Hurt the company a little bit creatively uh, With the over reliance On remakes and things But like they make the money yeah. He knew that yeah. Yeah. yeah, I
0: like I don't I almost don't fault him for it because like he did things that he knew people would pay to see. Yeah. They, like they, and and they did. Like regardless of how we might not like talk. the way that it yeah. came about, he was right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh like it, he did it. He did do that and it worked. Um some of these things can be chalked up to him. Some of the things that I think happen that go wrong can be chalked down to like lower levels than him because he's running the entire company, not necessarily just the film studios, not necessarily just Disney plus, yeah. you know, all those, all these kinds of things. But, but certainly like, as I said, with anybody in that kind of position, there's going to be some great things. There's going to be some not so great things. Um, but I think Iger did more good for the company and good for the people that work at the company than Eisner did in his time, very true, and uh, and I forget who it was before him, but that guy too, uh, his name is escaping me, but him too. Um, I think Iger has done more to be um, to take the company in a progressive direction, to certainly create more opportunities within the company uh, for more diverse storytelling, and uh, and
1: I think that's that's pretty important. He had a really good knack for knowing what was going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. I won't Again.
0: say, and I won't say that him going for diversity. Isn't motivated by money. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but, yeah. but he still went with it at least. Yeah, at least. Um, all right, let's move on. Then. Let's real quickly just talk about Chapek real quick. Oh, oh yeah, Chapek. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy that it's Chapek because I was, we talked about this. I was nervous it was going to be a Murdoch. This is something that we were worried about. This Bleh. was rumored a year ago that one of the Murdochs was probably going to take over after Iger, and I was like, this is
1: exactly what I don't want yeah. uh, <laughs> for the Disney company. There was a rumor going around that one of the reasons why the deal with Disney was happening, that Fox was making a deal with Disney, was so that one of the Murdochs could take over after right. Iger. Um, and uh, and I'm i glad that it's somebody
0: who, who has a care for the company. Um who has been with it for so long, I know there are some negative things that, that can be said about him, and there's a lot of positive things that can be said about him. Um, but chiefly among it, I just feel that we're no worse off with Chapek. We're probably a little better than we were with Iger, but we're certainly no worse off than we were. Right. And I think that's the most important thing. Right. Um, I, I know a lot of people who kn- have worked closely with Chapek personally, and they have po- a lot of good things to say about him. I'm just glad it's not a Murdoch.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. same. List. And everyone who's like all those YouTube channels who <laughs> are saying it's going to become Viking next can just go suck it.
3: <laughs> He's too busy.
1: Running all of Marvel. Yep. Uh, by the way, Jim Lee is now not just the co-publisher. He is the co-publisher and chief executive officer. Sorry. He is the publisher and chief creative officer. For now. He needs... He needs to get someone else as
3: the chief creative officer. For now, he,
0: he might feel that way in a few weeks. They still haven't
3: yeah. made a statement. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, he did in,
0: at C two two. He he said stuff at C two two. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. That's that's kind of like the first official statement. I mean, sorry, I meant official statement. Yeah. Yeah. He said like they normally hey, do.
1: Hey, it's not gonna be. It's you're not gonna see a lot of change, but uh, you know, I'm just taking this one day at a time. Yeah. Essentially. All right, so we've been hearing a lot about... We're still in Disney. We've been hearing a lot about something called Project Luminous. <laughs> what is Project <laughs> Luminous? What is the Star Wars Project Luminous? Everybody's had a lot of theories, and most of
0: the theories were pretty spot on. Yes. Uh, except For like little, a year, I feel
3: yeah. like,
1: dude, yeah. Ex- there was a lot of rumblings about like something with ha- the High Republic. Uh, is this going to be multimedia? Video games and movies and TV shows and comic books and books? Uh, that was wrong. But it is actually For For a... Now. It is a, a <coughs> massive publishing initiative uh, and the, the lady who runs, di- who runs publishing at Disney made a really great statement where she was like when, when the time between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace and the time between Return of the uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens, the fandom was fueled by books and comics. Yes. And we are going to do the same thing with Project Luminous, which is actually called Star Wars The High Republic. Uh, it is a new, it is a new publishing initiative that's going to be a uh, a shared universe is the only way to s- describe it, I guess, of comics from different publishers, Marvel and IDW, from all of the the uh, publishers that publish Star Wars comics, uh, Del Rey, uh, Titan, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of others I don't remember. Very importantly, Viz, which Viz. means we're getting
0: more of the manga adaptations yeah. that yeah. are canon and still blows my mind. At some point, we're going to talk about that Luke Skywalker manga. It all I matters. glanced through it, and I'm
1: like, "This is canon."
3: Yeah. It all matters. What? <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so like, I even know about that? Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, Ben. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read the statement from Project Luminous real quick. Uh, Star Wars: The High Republic features the Jedi as we've always wanted to see them as true guardians of peace and justice. This is a hopeful, optimistic time when the Jedi and the Galactic Republic are at their height. But of course, into this glorious new era, something wicked this way comes. Uh, this initiative will give readers, young and old, a new corner of the galaxy to explore through rich, meaningful stories, plus readers will learn what scares the Jedi. Uh, Space Viking is called the Nile. Yeah.
3: I like this idea a lot. Me too. Uh, um, a lot of this is is very reminiscent of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it looks like they're just taking all the best ideas from the Old Republic and shifting it and just calling it the High Republic. That's awesome. Yeah. Because that is an entire much like the EU the extended universe it's a gold mine of cool things that they, they don't need to throw away like a lot of the, like the Revan stuff like I would be shocked if Revan doesn't show up in this stuff I well, would be
1: shocked I was also gonna say like I think they're doing the High Republic because they don't want to touch the Old Republic yeah. because of how beloved and re- and revered it and is and honestly I don't think that they've made a final decision on what whether what of
0: Old Republic is gonna be canon
3: yeah. it's true so I far don't think the past, that they've settled it's so yeah. far
1: in the past they don't have to
3: yeah exactly uh, and I really like the time period. It's like, what is it, like 400 years? 200 years Two, before that's even, the Skywalker even saga. even better. Uh, I, As much as I love the Old Republic, having it be thousands of years in the past and all the technology be basically the same, always kind of just felt a little off. As much as I love that whole era, it's all the same technology, just a little different. Yeah. 2,000 years in the past, things got to look a little different. Like, at least make it yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that
0: was something that always irked me with Old Republic yeah. too, where I'm like, uh, I get why it's we're this th- far back for plot reasons, yeah. but aesthetically, this feels it's, like it's, it should look a little...
3: Crazy, like the the difference between like the prequels and the original movies is is very different Yeah, compare and then yeah whatever but uh You you can make an argument about like they're working with you know outer rim more rather than like central core planets but I know what you're saying yeah um, but I think, I think this is a perfect time period where we can see just the beginnings of, of the stuff that we know while still uh, setting a template for so much new stuff. Yeah. There was a, I love the concept art, the designs
1: for these characters. Wookiees with awesome. lightsabers. I love the white outfits that they mm-hmm. have, these kind of like uh, Texas
3: Ranger type of things. They describe well, it described it as, as like it feels like it would be like the, like the Old West and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, they're the
1: also talking about like there's space stations around certain planets because of uh, communication wasn't where it is where it when we see them in the, in the Republic times. Um, and then there's uh, there's like a great disaster. The story, but anyway, um, Charles Soule will be writing the very first book. Hell yeah! Called Star Wars: The High Republic: Light of the Jedi. That book uh, says two hundred years before the events of the Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, in the era of the glorious High Republic, the noble and wise Jedi Knights must face a frightening threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself, and that will launch the High Republic. And we'll see A Test of Courage come out after that with by Justin Erland. This is the, ch- this is the children's book. Uh, when a transport ship is abruptly kicked out of hyperspace as part of a galaxy-wide disaster, newly minted teen Jedi Vernestra ra- pr- Roll. Ro the A young Padawan, an audacious tech kid, and the son of an ambassador are stranded on a jungle moon where they must work together to survive both the dangerous terrain and a hidden danger looking in the shadows. Into the Dark will follow that. That's Claudia Gray's young adult novel. Yeah, Claudia Gray. Uh, Claudia Gray has written four of the best Star Wars novels. Uh, this one That's says. That's true. Yeah. This All one of says it. Padawan Wreath Silas. Is being sent from the cosmopolitan galactic capital of Coruscant to the underdeveloped frontier, and he couldn't be less happy about it. He'd rather stay at the Jedi Temple studying the archives, but when the ship he's traveling on is knocked out of hyperspace in a a galactic-wide disaster, uh, Reith finds himself at the center of the action. The Jedi and their traveling companions find refuge on what appears to be an abandoned space station. But then strange things start happening, leading the Jedi to investigate the truth behind the mysterious station, a truth that could end in tragedy.
3: It sounds like theres it's like a galaxy-wide EMP, because all mm-hmm. of these ships are leaving. That's what The Light of the Jedi yeah. is. So That's The
1: Light cool. of the Jedi is that kind of the great disaster, what yeah. happens there, and then it affects the other books, as well as ongoing series from Marvel and IDW, both
3: called Star Wars The High Republic. Hell yeah. So yeah, that's that sounds really cool. Yeah, I, It does. I'm a big fan of um, instead of it being like a movie. Uh, well, of course, I'd like a, a movie or whatever. But sure. like I, having it be books, like like it, like in depth books and comics, you can set the groundwork and set and build so much world building. So when you do do a movie, that it's already there, and, and we like your ta- your audience is accustomed to it.
1: Especially with the new canon stuff, we were talking like Sparks. You mentioned that Dave Filoni it didn't look like he was a part of this. And what one of the things that I liked about it so much is that. Because this is new ground for legends, for old EU fans and new canon fans, uh, it's never been touched. It's really territory. In either canons, yeah, um, there's they can they can make something completely new and completely different without having to worry about anything, literally anything that yeah. has come before, uh, even the original stuff. So this is co- totally new. And so having someone like, perhaps a Dave Filoni, he might come in with a with a story. But because he's because they's not dealing with anything canon, he is not necessarily needed. The story group isn't needed for mm. this type of thing they, because they're making their own new thing. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. He's busy mandowing it up. But like after this, people could reference things from the High Republic because you can make you're making new things, new canon yeah. all the time. And I think that's what's exciting about this: the newness of it all. I like more, new. more would
0: I, more would I think where I would have I would have consulted with Filoni about is is what, what like a Star Wars story group anyway, what what it feels like would be, you know, the placement of some things that have to have existed at this point. I think the chief example, the, the obvious one, is Yoda. Mm, like, sure. where is Yoda? What is Yoda doing? And how do we, and not that that has to be directly in, like, I don't need to see Yoda in these first books. We don't need to do that yet. But I do think it matters to know where is he. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think it matters to know, in in our consideration, what is the, what is the Jedi Order at this He's point? He's banging Yaddle. What is he doing? At this point, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I do think that's that's relevant to know he, it and uh, uh, have a decision about it at some
1: point. Yeah, that's but a good point because he's not uh, he's not the head of the Jedi Order when we meet him in the Phantom Menace. Mace Windu is. Uh, so he could be the head of the Jedi Order at this point, and not just the consultant role that he was as in the Republic. Or
0: yeah, he he could th- like th- I think that there there's a point where it becomes relevant to kind of discuss like where where do we all agree that kind of decision mm-hmm. is? Uh, I think just certain things of like what what state is Coruscant at with the Senate? You know, because yeah. we're we're talking about like the Jedi working a lot more uh, between planets, not from a core base, and I'm all about it. Uh there's no there's not as many planets in the republic in this time period. Right. And I'm yeah. all about that and that's awesome. I just want uh I just want everyone to kind of be in agreement, be on Go the same the page.
4: Um I'm listening. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: Uh Listen. uh I I definitely am intrigued by the idea. Uh I I'm like so many of the writers involved that I I hesitate to to express this concern. It is just a concern that is that I hope that the whole thing plays out in the best way that it can. And it's not a wow, we dropped the ball on this situation. Because once this happens, it doesn't feel like we can get a do over. This mm-hmm. becomes set history in a period that there never was set history before. Right. But I mean, like, I'm glad that this is what's happening. I want this stuff explored. I just. I just hope that you know it's it's as, it's everything that we want it to be kind of thing. And I and I'm very intrigued with uh, there is a video out there of them like doing a brainstorming session. And one of the, my favorite things I saw in it dinosaurs. is I'm very intrigued that no, I know that you got mad about like mad crazy happy about that, but um, I'm and Star Wars guys. They are talking about the villains and they named them, and I forget what it is. The uh, Nile. Thank you, the Nile. Um, and their designs remind me of. What looks like precursor early designs for um, the the what turns out to be the good faction and Solo. Oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 Info- you see what Info's I'm talking Nest. about? Infest Nest. Yeah. Th- those look like similar armor sets, similar designs. And At if least this the was mask, like. Yeah. A, and if this was like more about anti-colonialism. On their part yeah. against, like, what they feel the Republic is forcing to it, that occur. That could be it. That's what I'm interested in because that's kind of what Infant's Nest talks this, about. It feels like, honestly, it feels like, like they're like, uh, uh, like Genghis Khan. Because Infant's Nest being something that would yeah. come
3: descended down like that, from yeah. that makes sense if it's only 200 years or so. The space Viking things feels like they're like like a giant horde that's going through space and like right. a- accumulating whoever joins them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really interested in that idea. I am too. Yeah. Um,
1: I was thinking we could do a fake nerd book club on the first one when does it come out. Uh, the, see, that's that's the that would be the only difficult part because it comes out in August.
3: Maybe not in May. May we'll Dune.
1: See. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we gotta do Dune first. Yeah. But I was thinking we could probably do one. Yes. Um. We'll but yeah, these, we'll find an opportunity. to talk These about are this. starting this year, though. Yeah.
0: I, no, I'm very always. excited. I'm I'm going to be picking this stuff up with great interest. I'll definitely um, pick up the comics whenever they happen. Um. So speaking of massive changes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say that it was. It's definitely something that um, that I'm very. I'm very excited about. I do think it's interesting if if I'm correct that if. Star Wars becomes a anti-colonialism narrative for this time period. We'll see if Disney because does it. Because Star Trek is pro-colonialism. Um, You're not right. No, but I mean, like, fundamentally, that's what the... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Star Trek is, like, the the best version of what colonialism can be. Um, but if Star Wars actually becomes a anti-colonialism narrative for this whole situation, would be very interesting to explore. There
1: was something... There was, was a lot of people online are, 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 you know, woke Disney, Star Wars, whatever. I don't care. But the whole thing, like... People are, are are upset about what's on the whiteboard, like dinosaurs or anti war. Like what is Star Wars anti war? And someone's like, It's literally called Star Wars. It's not anti war. It's like you watch movies wrong.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the rebellion's trying to stop it, right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> Yeah, but pers- to
1: go to war. It's like you don't have to you're watching movies wrong. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The whole point of
1: episode one was to prevent a mm. war. And then they go to... Wit- no, it's not even that. It's not even that. A new hope is is George Lucas being like, the Vietnam War sucks. Mm-hmm.
3: It's true. Dang it. <laughs> <I gotta stop. laughs> All of it. I got to stop saying it. But <laughs> <To prevent> um, <laughs> everything you say is
0: true. <laughs> to prevent war, the galaxy is on Orion's belt. They just need to figure that oh, out. It's fine. Oh, it's men in black. All
1: right. So. Star Wars. Sp- speaking of George Lucas properties, that's it. better. There you go. Indiana Jones 5 had some interesting news this week. Which? <laughs> It is being spoke. It is being said that Steven Spielberg is going to step down and is looking to be replaced and is looking at re- uh, having James Mangold replace him. Good. He's
0: at least the rumored top. The rumored top. But we, there's nothing.
1: Uh, Steven Spielberg would be would stay on as as a as a hands on producer. Um, what do we think about this? Uh, I do
0: me? think it's interesting. Well, I was just gonna say I forget what it was, but James Mangold came out this week to say, no, I'm not directing that about a different project. About the Mandalorian. But he didn't, say, yes, but he didn't say anything about Indiana Jones. Yes. Good. And I'm like,
1: okay, but why wouldn't he address that at the same time? Because like, <laughs> Ron, cause Ron Howard, because there's this whole news article, and I, I actually had it on here when I first wrote the news. There's a whole news article that James Mangold and Robert Rodriguez were doing Mandalorian episodes. Mm-hmm. And James Mangold was like, no, I'm not. I am definitely not doing it. But he that. specifically didn't do it.
3: That's about not the Indiana Disney Jones property time, that I'm like, working on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that dude is obviously an incredible filmmaker. Like uh, that, uh, I would love if the the last Indiana Jones wasn't just a popcorn movie. If it had like real depth, because <laughs> that dude makes like movies with like emotion.
1: Mike Matola po- posted something really, really good that I that I that I, that I, that I liked a lot about this. Um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is so stripped of what makes Indiana Jones Indiana Jones introducing Mangold to make kind of gritty Indiana Jones
3: just brings it right back to Indiana Jones (laughs) yeah that's no that's a good point that is a good point but uh, I just think uh, maybe bringing something fresh to it something new see that's that's what I'm saying
1: after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull I would love to have Lucas and Spielberg still involved in this but after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and honestly after after Spielberg's track record recently it's not been great I would love to see fresh blood and James Mangold is the western guy to do it. also
3: like honestly harrison ford is 80 years old like i i don't know if i can watch him whipping around like he's 40 again yeah because he's not it's just you got to be realistic no sometimes. i'm not no i'm not saying we
0: still don't know that they're not de-aging him
1: that's true God. but i'm just saying but here's the thing i st- i i don't I'm, not, I'm saying all this and i want mangled uh i don't want a logan-esque indiana jones no me neither i don't think disney would do it anyway no. but Having no, you w- want the Wolverine esque. I want Indiana the Wolverine. No, that's Indiana what I'm comes. saying. It's like everybody's jumping to Logan. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be the same goddamn movie. It just yeah. means he can make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like having him talk about like having him make Indy indie, like deal with his age. Yes. In a way that Spielberg didn't wouldn't. wouldn't. Uh, I is, thought that was closer. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of just making jokes about it, which are kind of fun to me, uh, but having to be like, I'm 80. Yeah. What am I doing? I'd be into that. I bring back Shia. I don't care. I don't think he'd do it, but I'd be into
0: it's
3: it. A Rasha- it's a Shia essence. That's that's
0: really it. the thing. It's like I don't think he'd do it. I'm not against it, if but James I don't James think Mangold he would was do it. Doing it. Though, I still don't know that he would do it. I think he's. I think he's just allergic to like franchise stuff. He's allergic to peanuts. I know. Like anything that big. I'm just kidding. He know. Know. He'd have to have a really <laughs> good reason. I think. Real quick, uh, Ben. You, you were pretty quiet during High Republic talk. Did you have anything to add on that? Not really. Before I, I moved on? I rep- that era of Star Wars is
2: an era that doesn't really interest you me all that much. I like Well, it's new. You it's have no it's idea. It's because none of it exists yet. Well, even before in the books. Like this, the o- doesn't, like, this has never, never existed, existed before. before. No, but, but he's t- saying, I'm talking he's saying like when Repu- there used to be old ones, I'm right? talking about Old Republic. I'm talking about the legacy stuff. I'm talking about all this, the books that happened before episode one yeah mm-hmm. all the legacy stuff i was never into that era of star wars i liked the i liked the empire i liked the war i liked what happened after the war that was the era of star wars i was into and yeah it, the old republic has some fans i even tried my hand at playing the mmo at friend's house once but this high Republic stuff it sounds cool and when it comes out i'm probably gonna check it out but uh besides that it's like hey more star wars sure neat uh Fake Nerd Book Club. and and now thought,
0: thoughts on indie five ben
2: uh well paris reports coming back cool james Mangold, great director as of that i cut ca- after indiana jones kingdom crystal stole i'm kind of like can we just do you not-
0: feel like indiana jones can still be great without steven spielberg i find like, like, like in in charge i'm just to know what i, you I feel, feel like
2: he can't i feel like he can okay i feel like james Mangold is i mean the only films of james Mangold i know for a fact i've seen are logan and the wolverine I'm maybe I've seen another one of his films that I just don't know it Ford yet. v.
3: Ferrari, you should see that. Walk the line, you should see it.
2: Okay, I d- those are the only two I've seen then. Um, I, I three just Ten wh- to Yuma. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Yeah. We he did Three Ten to Yuma. Yep. Yeah, sweet. I never once again never seen it. I just heard <laughs> it was really good. Um, oh God, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? I gonna say?
3: Frack. James Mangold.
2: Yeah. Mangold James. I, the one thing I, I miss about the you know, I, I liked about the older Indiana Jones films is that they were like I mean, four is still an adventure movie, but it just I don't know what it is about those older films and the newer and the newest one that the new one doesn't have the one but the old one does. But it's uh,
1: it, Indiana Jones four re like reeks of Lucas had the idea aliens, but <laughs> Steven Spielberg didn't care. I'm i'm all about like if james angle wants to do it
0: i'm 100 percent there i'm not worried about it mm-hmm. if that if, if that is what's happening but that's not confirmed yet if it's not him and it's not spielberg do you know who i would pick who um his, his i'm blanking on his name so you got to help me but john carter brad, oh Brad, andrew brad stanton bird.
1: brad bird andrew, andrew, john carter. andrew, andrew stanton andrew stanton.
0: Mm-hmm. And, andrew stanton yeah yes right yes yeah yes he's got that adventure feel yeah. Down and he knows how to put like I a lot of people oh, don't he appreciate incredible
3: as well right
0: no that's that's Brad, that's Brad Bird, Brad Bird. <laughs> okay. Andrew did Fan- Finding Nemo and Wally got it um Finding Dory he did Finding Nemo too I know I was just saying also oh Finding yeah
1: yeah Dory.
0: uh uh he knows how to build an adventure film and he knows how to put like a lot of actual depth into it a lot of people don't see it but John Carter has a lot a lot of serious depth and and creativity and uh theming and it just aw- awesome stuff and like if i were to take a more modern film and say what is most like the classic indiana jones films to me john carter's high on that list if i wanted the classic indiana jones feel i'd be going
1: to that yeah i'm with you that'd that'd be awesome i don't know
0: if he'd have any interest in doing it but he would be my pick um uh, he already worked for disney <laughs> yeah um so moving on they also took away his john carter sequel so yeah i do because they declared his
1: movie a flop before it really was. Uh, so to move on, there is actually some news I did want to talk about. I was I was debating whether or not to put this on here, but I wanted to discuss it. Uh, I am sure you guys have known about the Hillary Duff shakeup the showrunner the showrunner fired. Yeah, yes, Ooh, I didn't hear about two this. episodes two episodes filmed. The showrunner was fired because Disney didn't like where it was going to go, where it was going. So they're overhauling the series if they p- even do it. There has been a lot of a peop- lot of people Hillary Duff and the showrunner like move it to Hulu. Don't put it on Disney Plus. You're going to do it to a disservice. Well, the spin off TV series of Love Simon, called Love Victor, has been moved to Hulu for being too mature for Disney Plus. Uh, sorry, quote unquote, adult, adult themes were cited. And Hilary Duff has said that this is familiar, that they don't like the direction of the series. Um, I'm not saying it is. Disney, it sure sounds like you just don't want a gay show
3: on on your service. Uh, one of the reasons was, uh, one of the uh, quote-unquote adult themes was uh, alcohol use. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, alcohol. Oh, no. Uh-oh. You don't have... It's a not b-
0: like The Simpsons is on Disney Plus or anything. It's
2: not, it's like, not like, like Pirates of the Caribbean has a entire song about Jack Sparrow. All the early Marvel si- movies. about Every it. Marvel movie has murder. The, <laughs> the Avengers <laughs> has freaking Tony but Stark like, pouring himself a drink in admittedly, front of
1: Loki. Admittedly, the Paramount movies were... were we able to get away with more things.
3: Infinity War has half its cast dying.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I'm talking about like the the blood, alcohol the, use, the guy yeah. the guy being shredded through the through the wind oh, blade. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like those didn't happen in the, er- in but the later it's Marvel still on the But it's still on the service. But it's still on service exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're drawing the line at a strange place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: what's going on? Wait, just, is it is it on Hulu? Did it get picked it's up? It's moving to Hulu. Okay, good. At least it's picked up. Okay. Yeah. Good. So no, it's, it is it,
0: it is moving to Hulu, but everybody's disappointed no of
1: course this is i'm just glad that the shows not canceled is yeah. what sure I mean. no yeah. me too but no. like moving it to disney Plus, like having it on disney plus in the first place like okay well what's your you can't have your cake and eat it too if you want disney plus to have everything that you're doing disney is love
3: simon a disney
1: movie it is now after the fox acquisition oh it's fox got it yeah, yeah. Okay. it was a fox 2000 movie makes sense uh so disney now owns it um yeah, it, it just really rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like, okay, well you don't want to deal with like sex. Yeah. It looks like. Because the Hillary Duff show has been rumored to deal with like her her kind of like sexual like, well, doesn't she, into, like. Doesn't she
3: have a kid who's like maybe gone through the same stuff?
1: Possibly. I don't remember. Yeah. Um but like her whole thing is I also like, recall that there was supposed to be a character who was gay and yeah. they've removed that character. Yes. Um I heard that too. And like Hillary Duff wanted to like talk about like what it's it like being a woman in her thirties, uh you know, you know, uh Mat- like through like a lot of mature things. Like mm-hmm. she was she was very protective of Lizzie McGuire and was like, what would Lizzie what would Lizzie feel like in a, a couple of years on yeah. what at my age? So This is
0: the same thing that Girl Meets World ran into. Exa- that yeah. got Girl Meets World cancelled is exactly. that they were they were running up against Wanting to be like Boy Meets World, where once they hit a certain age, they started getting more adult, dealing with more real life things. But Boy Meets World was running on ABC, Girl Meets World was running on Disney Channel. So when it got to that point, and the producers refused to budge, they said, "We're not going to talk down to our audience. We're not going to kitty, kitty glove these issues as they're coming up." They said, "All right, no more, no more seasons." Yeah, you could have, re- you could have dealt with Riley's pants. Actually. It had nothing to do with ratings, and Disney never even tried to say it was. No, it, it was all
1: they were against going for that adult theme on Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that sucks, especially when you have movies like Star Wars and The Avengers uh, and and anything that... Well, like, where's Alien going to go on Disney Plus? Just, you have The Simpsons on Disney Plus. It's bizarre because
0: Disney is a company where their films, their animated films, their live action films, uh, they are so good for the most part at not talking down to an audience. And yet somehow, if it's Disney Channel level... They feel like they have to, yeah.
3: right? Which, right, and it's just it's Star Wars Rebels again. It's it's it feels like a very American thing where like we will accept all the violence that we want for children, but, but sex, but, but 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 showing two dudes maybe being in love is too far. Yeah, it's like I just I'm um, when when are we gonna get rid of this? When are of, we done with this? Part of me, this this is just
2: me like grasping for straws, but part of me also kind of feels that this could be like older. Like older generation Disney people, like higher up. Yeah, no, being, yeah. Being like, oh, because people see Disney Plus. I, I know moms who have Disney Plus solely for their small kids, and some of those moms are really like hardcore Bible thumpers. Ben,
0: and then don't forget that one million moms went after Disney for Star Wars The Force of Evil for having two people make out in the background. Oh, yeah, those rap bastards.
1: Well, but also, like, look at what they did. Look onward. We had the first gay Pixar character. S- So, uh, I think not for nothing,
0: people have been saying, like, it's really nice that there's, like, Disney's starting to show some of this with Mm -hmm. uh, progressive gay couples and things. But I saw someone post about this, and I'm like, dang, you're right. Um, It is worth noting that every time this has happened so far with Disney, it's always a lady kissing a lady. Mm -hmm. We have not yet had a dude kissing a dude, and they seem even further against this. uh, And totally allergic to it. Or if someone is admitting they're they're gay, it's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. They could have um, done it in Beauty and the Beast, but they they chickened out. That's true. And,
2: well, the only good thing about Star Wars, Like what Sparks was saying, that that kiss, that uh, same uh, same-sex couple kiss, was a man and a man, in Star Wars the Forces of Evil. Which,
0: right, that's, you, the, that's the one exception but in the background. Course, but, the but, prominent, it was
2: a, but it was a background, I get what you're saying, it was a background shot, it wasn't Jackie and her girlfriend.
0: Exactly, the prominent relationships, you're that the right. ones that they're, and even then, like, Rise of Skywalker oh. is a lady and a lady. Yeah, you're and, right. And uh, people have been saying, well, the MCU is finally gonna do it, and I'm like, cool, it's still a lady and
3: a lady. Uh, we are still not yet at Guy and Guy. Um. um <sighs> What's his name? Brian Tyree Henry? Is that his name? Yeah, uh, he's he's Phobos, and he's he's supposedly he's gay in the movie. In I Eternals. hope so with a uh, boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I let's hope that's true. Blessed, it, blessed. It, I hope so. But yeah. like, it's it's let's a hope. valid
0: point that like, even though we're getting these moments where it's starting to happen, mm-hmm. it's still not happening for like. I can understand how people who are who are gay, who are men, who yeah. are feeling like they're still being ostracized. Hey, men's, men, men want to kiss
3: men too. Men gotta kiss men. Let them. Kiss. I think that's a yeah. fair
0: point, and because love, love Simon is a. The, this love Victor series that's right at the heart of the issue
3: what yeah. it just bothers me because I like, it's Ra about Stargate it's about love and like I feel like Disney like a lot of their stuff's about like friendship and love yeah. and like why can't just anyone love anybody it's so because dumb. unfortunately you, you have to under- <laughs> It's, I, don't it's even know that, I don't even
0: know, Ben, I agree with you that, like, yeah, there's, there's definitely an older generation that, that has some say at Disney, mm-hmm. but I don't even think that's necessarily it as much anymore because we've got people like Chapek who have come in, who I, who I think, and Iger, who are honestly, like, they're progressive if they know it's going to work. What they fear is the money, that the yeah. money's not going to, to stay with them. They're going to lose money. That's the fear. Whether it's true or not, that's the fear is that they'll lose money if they embrace that that audience yeah. because other people will back away from the projects. Yeah. But I'm like, you have to understand by now that there is a far greater progressive majority that's going to embrace these things. Mm-hmm. I-, I have said, like, Rise of Skywalker... Would be exactly the same movie, but if you'd made Finn and Poe gay, people would talk about it for the next century. Oh, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Like oh, yeah. it would be the the blockbuster film that changed things. Mm-hmm. So, true. and you could have done that if you would just been brave enough to try.
3: The actors wanted it. They kept saying how much they wanted it.
0: Oscar <laughs> Isaac basically acts like it's the case. Like yeah, yeah.
3: it's it, it's right there. Um,
0: if they'd have done that, they could have been. They would have gone down in history books for that. Oh yeah, it would Easy. have been insane. But instead, you just get to your randos in the back. I mean, it, it yeah. sucks that
2: Lo- um, Love Victor. I'm okay. It doesn't suck. It's being made, which is good because I don't want these people to lose their jobs. But at the same time, if they were promised for Disney Plus, which is um, arguably now the biggest um, streaming platform on the wor- in the well, world, it's not yet. But it's, it's just, it's, it's just growing damn, very fast. It's getting yeah. damn close. Um, having your a show about a, me- a, a, a same sex couples. Now getting kind of booted to Hulu, it, it's kind of like a
0: slap in the face if you ask me. Yeah, I I think it's a, a it's a fair point of just you know it, it is great that Love Victor is still being made, but it is mm. a shame that Disney is like willing to embrace these things, but only in certain venues. Yeah. Like Freeform will totally have openly gay relationships. Hardcore. Everything's going to be okay. One of the main characters is a gay man. Runaways um, is, Runaways is on cons- Disney Plus. Constantly making out with
1: his boyfriend, but I'm like oh, Runaways is on Disney Plus. Yep, there you go. It's on Disney Plus now. Yeah. It's been on Disney Plus since launch. Wow. Two two of the main characters are gay. Yeah, yeah, but are oh, they straight up making out in that but show? That that but honestly, both, again, that feels like oversight. <laughs> that might be oversight.
0: <laughs> uh, that honestly feels like oversight. Yeah. But <laughs> also, unfortunately, but also
2: once again, both those gay characters they're women.
0: Oh, it's true. That is true. Wow. That's the that. other thing. Like it, it that and it it means a, it means a different thing yeah. because there has always been a stigma of like kind of being more accepting of two women kissing than two men. Yeah. It, it just it just is. Star going to be a couple other guys. Good, take that. Uh, and I and job, I CBS. hope and I hope that like, Lizzie McGuire, g- gets more freedom too. too. I don't like that they're being constrained either
1: because of this kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. I don't want another Girl Meets World situation as much as I. I
0: really don't. That's not why I would want to watch Lizzie McGuire is for it to be like, held back.
1: Topanga. Right. Let's move on. Uh, Day of the Dead is getting a TV series adaptation, oh, from cool. Sci-Fi. The sci-fi, Sci-Fi has ordered a 10-episode straight-to-series adaptation. Uh, the Georgia, this, is the, this is the adaptation of the George A. Romero uh, third film. I love Day of the Dead. Dead it's so on, on the awesome. ground
3: military base. Bub.
1: Bub, yeah. So um, domesticate zombies. This is coming from Jed Elenoff, who's doing the Disney Plus series Raven's Home, uh, and did the Scooby-Doo Mystery, Inc. TV series. That was the one where oh, Velma weird. and Those are and two kids were. shows, yeah. and I was doing this rated-R yeah. zombie show. Interesting. And Scott Thomas... They're the showrunners. I don't know who Scott Thomas is. I He's looking not up. Scott Thomas from the Infinity Podcast. No, he is not. <laughs> no. um, I tried looking him up. I couldn't find him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's cool. The adaptation of that. <laughs>
3: Movie. i i really like that movie a lot it has honestly i think some of like the best gore uh yeah. so, and, and some of the best imagery that that romero did um i think this is a really uh good concept to stretch over 10, 10 episodes much like the purge like it's kind of like centered on one day mm-hmm. uh that movie is kind of centered on one like a couple nights um i'm very excited for this and sci-fi has been pumping out really good stuff recently yeah
0: i'm looking forward to this i'm all about what sci-fi has been doing lately so yeah go for Do it. You like zombies ben
3: yeah they're okay what's your favorite of the dead me or Ryan? Anybody. I've never seen any of them. You <sighs> change uh, that. I honestly, I think my favorite is Day of the Dead, but it's objectively like not the best movie. <laughs> it's apparently, like, the, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the, th- the worst. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's probably
3: Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is so good. God.
1: I, I mean the original, not the yes. uh, Zack Snyder, James Gunn one. Although good, that's a pretty good movie, It too. is really good.
3: Yo, man, that original has biker throwing pies and zombies' faces. I love it. Uh,
1: controversial, I really like Land of the Dead.
3: I actually really
0: like Land of the Dead too. Oh, cool! Um, that's that. That honestly was my second. I, I loved the movie I when like, I was a kid. I like Day of the Dead. I put Land of the Dead above it. Yeah. In, in a way, um, maybe I'd have to rewatch all of them to reassess that. But currently, Land of the Dead would zombies go above and guns of the dead for me. Hey,
2: yeah. Does I mean, Shaun of the Dead count? Because I've seen parts of that. It is
1: of the Dead, but he, it's it's not.
0: George Romero. Romero. We, okay, we were talking good. about Romero's series, which uh, it 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 really goes downhill after Land of the Dead. Did so I you, only think about those first. Did you guys four. see Diary of the Dead? No, that's no. the hand. That's the, I saw part of it. It's
3: it's it's rough. It's truly bad. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I
0: heard
2: you say call it diarrhea of the dead. diary
3: I, I... <laughs> I heard that's why I heard you say actually diarrhea of the dead.
2: is know you. <laughs> I I know
0: you said diarrhea. Yeah, but I heard you. That say movie is diarrhea on screen. I heard you say diarrhea. You, I'm like, what? You never saw Night of the Living Dead, the original? No. Oh man,
1: It's a good movie. I feel like you'd appreciate it. It's good. Probably it's actually good.
2: I, I was a kid and I saw zombies on my show. Run
3: away allegories.
1: Um, Little Shop of Horrors, got little some little news. Shop, little Shop of Horrors, I love this news. Chris Evans is is, is in talks uh, to star as Dr. Orin Scrivello uh, in the new adaptation
3: of Little Shop of Horrors. I love that's that's the Steve Martin character. Yeah, that's the that's the asshole. He's playing Ransom again. Yeah, uh, I love Little Shop of Horrors so much. I was obsessed with that movie as a kid uh rick romanus audrey too uh man i love that feed i love me it seymour feed me now. yeah i love it like i i always wanted to do a stage production of that and like i wanted to be seymour so bad that was my dream in high school um i hope this happens because i would love to see a big budget movie version of this yeah i think the show is radical and the really original, fun.
1: the original movie is directed by frank oz yeah dude yeah
3: cool yeah anybody else you guys like it yeah i, like, I, this is cool news. I
1: remember watching it once
2: on disney channel and i'm like hey that's the guy from honey i shrunk the kids and then I don't remember the rest of it. Uh,
3: for the folks at home, uh, uh, what are we talking about? Little Shop of Horrors is uh, it's about a plant that comes from out of space, and you got to feed it people to stay to grow big. I remember that, and it's a musical, and it's a musical. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was
2: weird that it was a musical, but then I, uh, but I was a kid, I was just watching because it was it was the late night movie on Disney Channel before you they started their late night programming, and yeah, they had the black and white shows like Zorro on. Bill Murray's in it as a guy who loves Zorro! Loves Zorro! Zorro.
3: worked on. Mm, he's a masochist. Love that movie. You ready? Hit me, baby! <laughs> Monster Hunter synopsis. Uh, is that list? what I thought it
1: was? Oh! I thought it was swords. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, the Monster Hunter synopsis. Well, technically swords are also in this. Yes. Okay. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, we've talked about it a little bit. The trailer's incoming. Monster Hunter is the new Paul W. Sanderson film uh, based off the video game of the same name. God, I love Monster Hunter. I'm so scared. <laughs> you should be. Okay. Hey, I love, play- I miss my play
2: Monster Hunter World, world, world with you, buddy. Yeah. We, we got, we're so Behind
1: our world, this is the synopsis. <laughs> what? Behind our world. Oh, no. There was another. Oh, colon. no. A world of dangerous and powerful monsters that rule their domain with deadly ferocity. When Lieutenant Artemis, Mila and her elite unit are transported through a portal from our world to a new world, they are in for the shock of their lives. In her desperate attempt to get home, the brave lieutenant encounters a mysterious hunter, Tony Jaw, whose unique skills have allowed him to survive in this hostile land, faced... With relentless, relentless and terrifying attacks from the monsters, the warriors, team up to fight back and find a way
3: home. One, Tony Jaw is awesome. He's one of the greatest martial artists on the planet. That dude has made a bunch of really dope movies. That's true. Two, her name is Artemis. Yeah. <sighs> Goddess of the friggin' hunt. Monster Hunter. <sighs> Listen, uh, it should have just been something, a fantasy movie. Three.
1: Yes, it should have. <laughs> three. I looked it up because I wanted to be absolutely sure. Yeah. Two points on this one, because, yeah. it, cause again, I looked it up. Lots of points. This is not the plot of any video game. No, that has no, ever come no, out, but no. I play the game. Never, ever. And two, because I had to double check, because I was like, any of them. Uh, and then two, this is also the same plot as the final Uve Ball uh, 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 Knights of the King. Oh,
3: uh, uh, Land of the King. Or... Er, uh, The Jason Statham movie. No, yeah, um, he kept making sequels. Dun dun. uh, Hail to the return of the. uh, Keep talking.
2: Google it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Um, shit. The Jason Statham. It's not Baldur's fantasy. It's it's not Baldur's Gate. No, that's not Baldur's Gate. That's Jason. You guys talk. I gotta. Uh. uh, Anyway. Yeah. Okay.
1: So those posters were terrible. Yeah. Hey, uh, yo, I hate this. In the name of the king. In the name of the king. So the final one has well the last three actually because Jason Statham's not like this one but the last three are so low budget that it's like a dude from the modern world goes to the past and is fighting monsters and whatever. So, Paul Lewis Anderson Tone, him.
0: Tony Jaws poster is terrible. Yeah. They're I both feel so terrible. bad for... No, they're both terrible but like at least at least hers, puts the sword in focus at the center yeah. of the poster. He's just off to the right corner, and then there's the background, which just looks like the San Fernando Valley. I can't even and tell like, what kind of weapon What Holy is Jaw has. No, and and like there's not even a, a big wyvern him. or something flying in the distance.
3: Like there's Just, not, just there, even the there, shape there's of there's it. character it be, posters.
0: There has to be... a there's, oh, Okay, so... They're character posters where the characters are shoved to the bottom right corner quarter of the yeah. poster so um brandon that's so
2: stupid i hate the synopsis the second you said lieutenant and they go through a portal hate it already this movie is gonna suck okay
3: i am don't not say lo- no don't say these are pictures you know how bad pictures come out no them. i'm talking, about, talking s- about the synopsis that synopsis is just shitty
1: yes <laughs> well that's the thing like we talked about when paul davis anderson was announced like mm. he's not a low budget monster movie here's it's not the thing i need. will here's say the thing. The c-
3: they are they are accurate to what it's supposed to look like. That, I now, will give it that. My yeah. complaint
2: isn't with the, uh, isn't what what the sword looks like because the scene, uh, Milla Jovish in that and in the bone sword, hey, that's straight out of the video game. That's good, but, do you guys not know how big these freaking
3: weapons are? Well, these th- weapons are goddamn listen, huge. that I I will give how big that sword is. It's pretty big. There, you, people cannot literally carry Buster swords around. It's not right. It's not. It, it's not critical. like that's that's an acceptable size. That's like I'm big, not going to argue that. I don't yeah. need a nine foot sword. That's yeah. that's kind of. stupid. But also,
2: <laughs> how come we can't see what, what what's his name Tony Jaw? Tony yeah. Jaw. How could we don't see what his weapon is? One of the best things about Monster Hunter it's are the first what the It's the first
3: picture wep- for a movie you haven't even
1: seen the trailer for. You don't expect a lot.
3: <laughs> but I want to see a better shot of the <laughs> Wait for the weapon? trailer in two days, Ben. Oh. You're going to see it. Well, I do think,
1: I think he is trying to vocalize the frustration that the posters just aren't good. Oh, they're
3: yeah. awful, but I think the, like all character posters, they're all bad. Almost no, but all of them I are mean, like, there's, there's, an, there's a weird
0: mentality of like, yes, these are character posters, but again, it is bizarre to have your character be in the right quarter yeah. corner and let the background that isn't even special dominate the poster—that doesn't make any sense. No,
2: I'm not talking. We weird. need everything straight from the game, but the only thing we can see is like J Mil- like that is straight from the game, is Meal George's weapon. Uh, anyway, uh, right. like
0: uh, the as a we should talk more about when the trailer comes mostly, out. This is as, too much talk. I'm for just this. saying. I'm just gonna say. As mostly a fan. Of the Resident Evil films that have been made up to the, uh, like, all of them. Uh, I have qualms, but overall I enjoy them. Uh, They are stupid fun. Uh, Some of them, Resident Evil 3 is legitimately good. And I will defend it. I will too. Um, But, like, most most of them are just stupid fun. And I'm okay with a Monster Hunter movie that is stupid fun. 100%. But boy, it, I guess that's all it's going to be
3: because I was kind of hoping it would be more. But here's yeah. the thing. Uh, Monster Hunter doesn't have an incredible in-depth story. The, the whole point of the game is just to hunt monsters and get better armor. That's the point of the game. I, I
0: just, I we suspected this a long time ago. Yeah. I don't like the we came from our world to oh, their world. I agree. That's the key thing that yeah. I, don't, I didn't want that we were speculating about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be net natives of mm-hmm. that world. I don't care past that. Yeah. Like, you want to have you, but that being the central focus, I don't care. I yeah. hate it. I, it's the, a trope the, I don't even like. The yeah. second you said, uh, it's an isekai. It's. Bless oh, you. Oh. He's correct. Uh, That's um, a type of anime that is done all the time where it, one character is taken out of their main world and thrown into the fantasy world. and Yeah. All the time. Sorry. Rising Sorry. of uh, the Shield here. Here's the thing in anime, it works better because anime has the time to make a character adapt to the world mm-hmm. bit by What's bit. What's
3: that comic? Uh, bright, br- uh, uh, the one with the kid. And he- oh, yeah birthright, yeah. birthright. Birthright.
2: Birthright. Yeah, essentially, Birthright is an isekai. Rising the Shield Hero is an isekai.
0: Yeah. SAO is kind of. It's, it's like describing a genre. Don't worry. Yeah, don't. Sorry, I, uh,
3: sorry. Basically, I, just, like, I've, I don't really have any faith in this movie because uh, the Resident Evil movies are as accurate to those games uh, uh, in a terms that they're not at all. But, uh, here's <laughs> so, my thing.
0: Here's my thing. I can buy Mila Jovovich swinging that sword and killing monsters when she's born into that world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot buy her magically transporting from our world to that uh. world and then being like, I can wield this sword and kill these monsters. Nope, yes. now I can't buy it. Not nope. with a
3: montage? Right. Oh. Come on, a training <laughs> oh. montage. Have you guys seen Rocky? That's how things happen.
2: Lord. I'm not. At, at first I was like, hey, maybe if they go bombastic and
3: then
0: –
2: I just it. think we
3: need to wait for the trailer. Yeah, like, this is a lot of talk for something. We I don't literally see, know I, I, don't about. see I didn't know we were going to talk about. If this I don't much. think this is a big uh, deal at all. Um, it, it's a damn synopsis. You, that you clearly
0: triggered. triggered Ben and I with uh, the same way you get triggered with the. It's it's. Uh, what is your thing? It's the uh, uh, everything uh, you do is wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and we had. <laughs> I'm the Monster Hunter fan here too. That's funny. I'm a Monster Hunter fan too, brother.
2: Okay, I enjoy. I'm not as big a fan as you, but I do like the games. You
1: know what we're all How many
2: have you played? What?
1: World parasite, that's true. That's true. Transitions parasite.
3: Ben, did you see parasite yet?
1: No, not yet. Okay, it's All okay. Right. You saw. The I'm gents. waiting for one of you guys to get it. on blu Ray so I could borrow it. Parasite is getting a graphic novel. Mm. Okay. Uh, so man, they're really expanding this universe. <laughs> from Grand Central Publishing, they're actually so so. It's te- it is. Oh, this. I think I heard about this. This sounds cool. Yeah, it's the graphic novel. They are actually publishing the storyboards. Yeah, for *Parasite* in a one in a three hundred and four page graphic novel. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, it's it's just straight up the storyboard. That's
0: art. really cool.
2: Yeah. I think that's so cool. So <laughs> there's
1: there's no word balloons, no nothing. So there will be word balloons. Okay. Because there's direct there's there's screen direction and, and dialogue within them, and they're oh. going to translate them from Korean to English. That's oh. a that's
3: actually a good movie to turn into a comic, and almost in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But
0: like I think it's so cool that all the art is just the original art they were making for the movie, and I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. That is a dope way to get like behind the scenes look. Yeah. Are they gonna are they gonna color them or are they gonna keep it as the
2: black and white storyboard? Don't thing? know. Okay. Don't know. Yeah, we'll probably figure. Uh, out
1: well, not we all know. storyboards are black and white. Oh. oh, a lot. A lot of storyboards are in color. Oh. A lot of
0: them. A lot of them are mixed. To yeah. be honest. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Um, i just
0: think that's awesome what a cool concept of like hey do you want like a nice behind the scenes book about this oscar-winning film what if we made it also a graphic novel using the art that we used to make the movie That is
2: actually i'm actually surprised that some films haven't done that already
1: star wars does a similar thing um oh yeah with their they had they have a, a couple of collections where they'll just have like blank uh just shots of the movie and just tell the story with just static imagery it's actually really beautiful Uh, through like cinematography and like showing like how the cinematography tells a story and and without the dialogue um so uh senior editor wes miller had this to stay this to say about it directing director bong's illustrations share the illuminating power of his writing and directing making the parasite graphic novel a gorgeous riveting read and fascinating behind the scenes glimpse at the making of one of the best films of the year this is actually out in may may 19th that's so cool i'ma buy that yeah that sounds really cool yeah Mm -hmm. i'm super stoked for this um, we're getting there, Ryan.
3: Three hundred and four. Wow, That's the rise,
1: the rise of Ultraman, oh. was announced this this weekend at C two E two. Not a lot from C two E two. I was surprised.
3: So, uh, it was a lot of besides the big one. Obviously, th- it's a lot of just like, hey, here's what's coming next in this arc, yeah. instead of like big announcements. Like DC yeah. didn't really Kinda have kind of makes lot.
0: sense because WonderCon's right around the corner, yeah. and then Comic Con not that far off. Like they yeah. can hold some cards there, back I, right I, now.
1: I am sure there was a there was a DC announcement prepped before the dandy oh thing. absolutely yeah 100 there was uh anyway but so marvel had a pretty good showing uh they announced the rise of ultraman which is ultraman if you guys don't know uh audience members not not us uh, is a japanese uh mech uh live, uh, live action generally big, big and small. uh netflix
3: has a new ultraman series out uh, the guy who made Shin Godzilla is making a Shin Ultraman we movie. Talked, we talked about the trailer next year a while ago. Yep. Yeah. 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 Ultraman's coming back.
1: Um, this is so Marvel is going to publish a new ongoing series called The Rise of Ultraman. An English uh, ongoing Marvel an English comic. English ongoing book. Marvel comic. That's cool. Book, yes. uh, written by Kyle Higgins, uh, who recently did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but has worked on Winter Soldier, Nightwing. Uh, Nightwing. Um, a great. Nightwing writer. And Matt Groom, who wrote Self Made, which I don't know. And then the art will be done by Francesco Mana, who is one of the artists on the Avengers. Cool. Um, Higgins said this to say, a few years ago, thanks to my, ty- to, to my time on Power Rangers, I was able to discover and learn more about mm, taku- takusatsu.
3: takusatsu. Takusatsu. You, you got it.
1: Uh, with its widely different conventions and inspirations, Takusatsu and Ultraman, in particular, has been a huge source of joy for me. It's a genre so ripe with possibilities, even down to what we can conv- what we conceive of in the structure of superhero storytelling. It's both an honor and a privilege to bring Ultraman to Marvel. Um, so it doesn't sound like initially there's going to be much crossover with the Marvel universe, but it being published by Marvel, give it time, uh, uh, like Conan. Not like I mean, they could do like Star Wars, keep it on, keep it separate, or they could do it like Conan and just incorporate yeah. it.
3: Well, I think Star Wars is. I think a little different because that's an entire huge thing or mm-hmm. well, not that Conan isn't but it's a lot easier to throw Conan in than in the entire Star Wars universe yeah but I mean,
1: this is the first time they've done an Ultraman series yeah. Um you know they used to have a ton of licensed comics like ROM and Micronauts and Ultraman Like they still do
3: stuff with the Space Knights I just can't use ROM yeah <laughs> it's silly uh,
1: so, yeah, this is kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. I, I'm,
3: I'm, I know uh, I want to talk about news because I just think it's an awesome idea that we're bringing, uh, like, a f- like, a foreign character into the English Marvel Comics continuity. Yeah. Uh, even again if, if he doesn't join the he's not gonna like join the Avengers but like this is an English Marvel comic with Ultraman yeah. like it's like that's kind
0: of cool that's yeah cool. Ultraman seeing a big resurgence they're re-releasing all his original stuff on Blu-ray mm-hmm. uh, still over these past few months uh, and, and regular
1: yeah. Um. and they're still they're still like moving their way up through all of his series Ultrabook. and films yeah a lot of like I think all of his shows are on Netflix right now Um. so huge showing for Ultraman and I think possibly because Shin Ultraman is coming soon hell yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm into it all right. Um, well, here we go. Uh, we got a tease. Just uh, looked like a sword and had an X on it. So yep. Now we know X of Swords. Ten this is the next. Ten of Swords. Yeah, I know. I was gonna I, was gonna I wasn't
3: guess. sure. I'm not sure what it is <laughs> It is Ten of Swords. Is it Ten of Swords? Okay. Yeah,
1: they were they were clear as like it's pronounced Ten of Swords, but it's X of Swords because of the, you know, X Men. X Men. Um, and it it's shaped like a sword, which is kind of, which is cool. It is a fifteen part line wide. X Men crossover
3: starting in July. So uh, people freaked out when they heard that. It is not a 15 part event. Uh, there are going to be like 11 X books coming out at a time. So most of the Italians are going to be happening in there. And there's going to be a mini series. It's probably going to be five or six issues. So it's not going to be a 15 issue, year and a half long wide event. So people need to settle down real quick.
1: Oh no! It's 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 because of all the X Men books. Yes, but
3: people were like, "Oh my God! It's 15 issues.
1: That's that's a huge event." Like, yeah, because you know how many X Men books there are. But <laughs> but
0: as has already been proven in the X Men titles, they are super interconnected. Mm-hmm. So it basically is a massive <laughs> 15 <laughs> issue event. Yeah, yeah. but yep. because but they're, they're so yeah, intrinsically. But there is going to
3: be a like five or six issue like uh, 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 core t- ten of swords, and then the tie and stuff will be in all the ex- separate X books. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, this is going to feature 10 X-Men defending
1: Krakoa with new and familiar legendary swords.
3: Uh, That's cool. The promotion, which uh, was by Mark Brooks, who is... An insanely beautiful cover Scott artist. Has a lightsaber. Every single, bu- every single person has a lightsaber. Uh, there are a lot of famous swords. X-Men ha- uh, Professor X has the Cerebro sword. The Cerebro sword, which is forged in X Force from uh, the destroyed Cerebro helmet yeah. when he was assassinated. Uh, Logan is holding the Miramasa blade, which is the only thing that can kill him because it stops his healing when he gets cut. Um, Domino has a cool one. There's a boy named IBoy. Boy. Boy is from X Factor. His sword has a bunch of eyes on it. Um, Domino uh, has a sword that looks like it's coming out of a wrist like Baraka mm-hmm. it's just swords are cool I don't know um, hey, if, swords are awesome if you guys remember in Hawk's Pox um, Apocalypse uh, defended uh, Earth from like an invading demon yes. army. Yes. Yes. He had dual blades. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things happening with Apocalypse in Excalibur uh, uh, with swords that oh. ties into box, which is dealing with stuff now. There's that one lady that had that also in in uh, box that had big ass sword. Oh my God, Rasputin! You're Thank right. You. Rasputin, Thank you, Rasputin is coming back probably. She was kicking uh, ass with
1: a sword. Well, she has magic sword, doesn't she?
3: Uh, sh- I don't know if it's her, if if it's the exact same sword. Yeah. I don't know. It is. It might be tied to it. Hey, you but guys. But more swords. You yeah. guys
2: know that if there's like a lot of cool swords in a thing, I'm gonna gravitate towards it. Oh, it's all about I freaking love swords.
1: I wonder what they're going, what they're coming, what they're going after to defend, to be like,
3: okay, we just use swords. Um, so um, if if it's the stuff from Hawkspox where Apocalypse is defending, it's an invasion from Limbo, which are demons, mm-hmm. and maybe like uh like swords are the only way you can kill demons. Something weird, you know, uh, mythology stuff. Who knows? I mean, Nightcrawler has a sword, also.
1: Hell yeah, he does. Um. One of the cool things we were able to do now because we've established the X line and really know where we're going is that we're able to try some different things out. X of Sorts will be an old school crossover that meanders through the entire line. It's almost like chapters of a story. So mm. he's talking about like like the part old... Part one in this, part two in that. Well, yeah, he's talking about like the old like Children of the Atom uh, crossover, um, Mutant... Dis- Massacre? Uh, Age of Apocalypse crossover. Yeah. Like all these kind of like crossovers that like... This is all we're doing right
3: now. Yeah, I um, when they're done well, I like those. Yeah,
1: and then uh, the other thing is the press release says that mutant kind will finally meet its mystical destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Destiny, destiny is Mystique's wife. Oh, who? Oh, and he said Xavier mystical. will not allow back in. Oh, because of Moira. Because of Moira. Because they don't want precogs to come. Because they don't want people to know the future that this is all a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! All right, this is
1: exciting. I think I, we're all excited about this. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, I'll hitting. catch up in time. You, you got <laughs> plenty of time.
2: Yeah.
3: It comes out what? In July?
1: Yes. Starts I, in July. Yeah.
3: I got time. Yeah. And yeah. again, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be like a like. Comic con gonna be lit. It's gonna oh. be lit. Yeah. It's gonna be like that main series, and then all the X books you're buying will just be. Oh, this issue is the tie-in issue, so you don't have to buy like an extra extra book. Uh, just you should anyway. <laughs> this is exciting. Uh, yeah. All right, so we got some
1: trailers. TikTok. Oh my goodness. uh uh, I'm gonna do it this way. <laughs> Samurai Jack: Battle Through Time, the new uh, the new PlayStation 4 video game. Well, platform video game
3: uh, by Samurai
1: Jack. Not but by Samurai man, Jack. did Phil, Alarm, Phil Lamar make it?
3: No, it's an Adult <laughs> Swim game. Yeah, it's an Adult uh, Swim it's, game. This looks like a downloadable, like twenty to thirty dollar game. It's not a full th- eighty hour But it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. like a cool hack and slash game. Yeah. Samurai Jack. And I, I know, didn't watch so season five.
1: Got me excited for some, because we saw some of the season five stuff. It's yeah, all, yep, it's got. We a, should watch that. We have
2: season five, Jack. Uh, season five is really really good.
1: Yeah. And the plot, the plot of this, like, time has lost its meaning, from, uh, has lost its impact on me. That's from season five. Yeah, that's awesome. So.
3: Yeah, the combat looks really fun. So uh, it,
1: I'll probably watch season five before it comes out. You should. Yep. Um, I'll certainly watch it before I play it. Tales from the Loop, <laughs> the yeah. new
3: Amazon series from Matt, Matt Reeves. He's producing it. Yes, there's User. a lot of actually. There's a lot of producers in this that I looked at. Um, this is based off some uh, some like Swedish like paintings. Actually, I'm gonna yes, yes. They're based off like paintings, but um, this gave me kind of like a Tomorrowland kind of vibe, where like hopeful optimism with technology, but also yeah. it had almost kind of like the music sounded kind of very like sad.
1: There's an undercurrent of like of melancholiness, yeah, melancholy. Yeah. Uh,
3: but also like technology helping people. There's just like robot hands and like helping raise kids. And yeah, yeah there's like a lot of hope to it. Uh, it just looks. Found the price. Jonathan Pryce is in it. Yeah, uh, it just looks really interesting. Like, uh, no, I'm know. super into
0: it. It What's doesn't cool. look like any other kind of show that's on right now. I hope that does stay the tone and it doesn't get like
3: overtly sinister. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. It doesn't really reveal too much except that it's like it's about a guy who makes the impossible possible. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. So we'll I think, think this is Walt an anthology? Disney Times Two. I looked it up. It didn't say anthology. It said oh. it was a serialized show because I. That's the first thing I looked up too. Because uh, there's another show we were we. Oh, yeah, up. right. The Jason uh, Segel one? The Jason Segel one. I forget, because that show started. Yeah. Um, God, what's the hell? This place called? I forgot what it's called. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, This looks good, though. This looks cool. Destination to Nowhere. That's not it. That's actually not far off.
1: I don't think so. Same elsewhere. <laughs> um. All right. Nice. Candyman. Don't say it four more times in a mirror. Uh, this is Jordan Peele producing yep. people. And Niall, Naya Nia Nia. I forgot her name. Damn it! You I got it. it right there, don't you? No, I don't. Well, we got Googles. You got the Googles. I got the Googles. Nia Castro.
3: Nope. Nia C. Da Costa. Nia C. DeCosta. Nia DeCosta. Is that it? Nia DaCosta Is it? I hope so. N- I'm sorry, Nia. Hold uh, on. Ben, why don't you say some words while I look this up?
1: Well, I can say some words. This is the sequel. Uh, <laughs> it was a reboot. Uh, we thought it was going to be a reboot or remake, but is Nia DeCosta. Nia DeCosta. She's 29. Oh, wow, good for oh, her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is the this is the sequel to the Candyman franchise. Yes, it's doing that age-old thing of let's just ignore the other movies <laughs> and make us a
2: good sequel. So I didn't know this was a sequel. I thought this was completely original.
1: Uh, initially, you've never heard of Candyman before?
3: No, I've never heard wow. of Candyman. Wow,
1: that's surprising. Why is it surprising?
3: Because it's a franchise that has like a ton of straight-to-DVD movies. It's been around for thirty years. And Probably because I don't... Tony Todd is
1: most famous for Candyman. Candyman. Nope. Uh, I do think he's. I do think he's in this. I looked it up just before, and I did, There was a report saying that he was cast. I think he's Candyman again. Uh, maybe the trailer indicates. I think. I think the possessing. trailer. I think because we don't see him, we don't see him. We don't. Uh, we don't see him outside of a mirror. So I think he's possibly possessing. No. Yeah. Uh, knowing Jordan Peele, I would be surprised if Tony Todd didn't show
0: up somewhere. No, as a cameo, sure. sure. But like
3: all the mirror shots where you see, yeah, yeah, he's like he is. I don't think. I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually like Candyman doesn't actually show up and it's just Yaya killing people. Yeah. Like he, he goes crazy, div- uh, like learning about the case of the Candyman. That's how I kind of feel this this is the direction it, it seems to be taking. Some of me.
1: the imagery in this I, I really like. Like we only see his shadow or yeah. his yeah. reflection in a mirror, is, we never see him in the super p- physical plane. Like we see his hook. Yeah, we never that's see him in the physical plane. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because the first time I saw this movie was, or the uh, first time I saw the trailer for this movie was in front of a visible man. And the first time I saw it, I didn't see the hit Candyman's shadow drag the guy. That's so the cool. The second time I saw it, I'm like, w-
3: f that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, is, the...
1: uh, this is this uh, is Doctor Manhattan and uh, Yahya uh,
3: Abdul Mateen the second. Black Manta. Yep. Yeah, I like him a lot. I do too. I'm glad. I hope this movie's good. I hope it gets him uh, uh, launches his career superstardom.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm
0: I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I want to go back and watch that that first one now. Same. Um, I have never but seen but it. But I'm very, I'm very excited about this. I think that's great.
1: All right. Shall we get into our review? Can't see it, though. Invisible Man. Right, then, time now for our review of The Invisible Man by Lee Whannell. This is the 2020 remake of the classic Universal Monster movie. Full spoilers from here on out, uh, unless you saw the second trailer, in which case you'd know the movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Most <laughs> um, of it. Uh, but yes, full spoilers from here on out. So uh, time codes, skip this if you haven't seen The Invisible Man yet. Uh, Let's go around the horn. What do we think about this one, Sparks? I love it. Ben. I really like it. Ryan. I'm a big fan of this film. (laughs) Yeah, this is awesome. This movie's great. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, 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 I think, the three of us, uh, Sparks, Ryan, and I. We've all seen Upgrade. Upgrade Rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Upgrade is an incredible movie, uh, and I'm so happy to see that he's two for two. Dude, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think The Invisible Man takes the ingenuity of Upgrade uh, and allows him to go to do some really interesting things. Like the sound design. Okay, I'll say it right now before I forget it. The sound design of this movie is my favorite thing. Oh my because oh. there were times when it was just quiet the and we cameras. hear the little cameras. And, it,
3: and you don't realize it's the cameras until you see what the suit looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I really want to see this movie again just so I can hear the... And yeah. it's like, is she going crazy or am I going crazy? Because ah. like, it's Yo. so
1: qui- it's so quiet enough that you don't notice it really, mm-hmm. and yeah. then and then you see the cameras like it was that the whole time. So the
2: sound design, excellent. What I also love are the shots, the, especially the wide shots where you see where obviously it's called the Invisible Man where you see nothing. But ev- like I want to say the scene where um she goes to wake Sydney up and uh, the bacon starts burning. I, the whole time I'm like staring, looking around, like what's gonna move? Oh, you see the knife move, and then yeah, you the see the knife gets taken away, and then you see the burner go up. Yeah. yeah. I and here's the thing, I missed it. I heard the burner go, but I missed the knife being moved because I'm looking at yeah. every, trying to find it's because
0: the, that's because it made no sound.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. just yep. because yeah. I'm trying to see what moves, what is not supposed to be where it's supposed to be and next thing i know cuz i'm i'm thinking like if you look at the in the middle of the, the where you're supposed to look at it's going to be obvious and well, that's one where the they things, get and that's one where of some of these directors on, get you one
1: mm-hmm. of the things that i thought was really interesting is that sometimes the camera will pan just behind her and mm-hmm. nothing will happen yeah and then just pan back. Yeah. Um like there's it's also always messing with you. There's also shots of like we from the perspective of the invisible man walking through the house. Um which I thought or like th- leering behind a corner. Yeah. But is it just the camera or, or is it him?
0: Or yeah. is it the invisible man? Yeah. That's the thing is you're yeah. never quite sure if you are being him or if
3: you're not being yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Um This movie had me on edge, like yeah. most of the time.
2: Uh oh this movie Yes. This this movie had me suspense I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie which I guess it technically is I would call it a thriller more than yes, a horror film thank you uh, It I is agree. a it is a def- suspense thriller? it's definitely a, a, a butt clenching thriller that's yeah. for damn sure there was a woman staying next to me uh, she like jumped a lot and that's one of the things I love about films like the, um, like the Invisible Man and even The Conjuring films is that when they do do their scares it's not just a ah like really loud jump scare it's suspenseful it builds and then when you
0: finally see it it freaks you out yeah um, yeah, I, I agree. I echo a lot of what you've said so far. The sound design, the shots. Um, you can occasionally see pixelation, yeah. where the invisible man would be. So it's almost like, oh no, there's yeah. something there, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: because it's it's
3: just slightly
1: off. I, um, I I love 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 the design of that
3: suit. I think it's you know that's what? how I've always thought one of those suits would look like for real, like thousands of cameras, because like that's, that's and projectors and projectors, yeah. It's so, it's both camera and projector in
0: one because it has to be it's
3: capturing the behind focusing.
0: and projecting it to the front. So or I, vice versa. I
2: actually love because I've never seen the original nineteen thirty something film, but it fr- I but the front in that film it was like or the original visual Man he took like a formula or bait yes. himself in something. Yes. I love how they don't go like that far off, but it's still kind of sci-fi. Which in this, I mean, in today's day and age, what cameras can do and what projectors can do, and even the main antagonist, Adrian, is an optics specialist. It's, ble- it's bleeding-edge money- technology, basically. Yeah. Oh. So him creating a suit like uh, a camera suit essentially makes sense, yes. and I really like it. It's like you know what? That's actually feasible because we know his background we know um that he's a a, a narcissist psychopath who was a complete total stalker and obsessed with cecilia and him being able to make this that um him being making his fortune op- optical illusions or optics essentially it makes sense and i like how um um lee what's what's the director's name now lee, lee Winnell took that into it's like I'm going to make The Invisible Man, but I'm going to do it my way there's and nothing I'm gonna make
0: it the, so it makes
2: sense. There's nothing
1: wasted. Exactly. Yeah. In this movie. Uh yeah. Um I no, I lost it. Whoop. Um, sorry. It's okay. Nope, uh, so like I was saying there was nothing wasted in this movie. Every frame is important. Every every step of the story is important and flows. Well, like it, there's a, there is setup and payoff constantly throughout this movie as what Elizabeth Moss does yeah. mm-hmm. uh, especially with the invisible suit. You were talking about the invisible suit and what I was gonna say is that it's a really
0: nice way for them to get around the invisible dong problem because oh. because um, <laughs> if you if you think back like uh, it, it didn't matter in the 1930s one as much because they never really did the kind of tactics of like ooh fog reveals him or fire extinguishers reveal him it's always like practical clothing is what reveals yeah. him but in hollow Man, he oh, would get revealed man. in like steam and things like that but he would just magically be smooth uh, yeah. even though we knew he had to be naked oh, so this scene in uh, this being
2: a suit allows that to be yeah and also skipped over the invisible man in League of extraordinary gentlemen he straight up says I am naked in the snow oh yeah get me inside now
0: right. Yep. Yeah, uh, classic, classic y- movie. Yeah, it's a it, it allows them to be able to do all those nice that they want to do reveal shots of him in water, of him mm-hmm. in like the fire extinguisher, things like that, but without having to get around the well. But where's his dick? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, um,
3: I think one of the the strongest choices was to never let us actually meet or or yeah meet Adrian like for real. Like every time you see him, he's sleeping or he's out of frame, now, so he is, always does is, feel invisible. Now Adrian is Johnny Depp's character.
1: Well, yes, uh, Ooh, I did it anyway. I'm sorry.
0: Anyway. Uh, no, that's cool, dog. I didn't see him in this movie. <laughs> well, we <laughs> do get a, like we Z do like. get a
2: sense of how bad Adrian is when um uh, Cecilia Elizabeth Moss character, who by the way doesn't it, uh, I, I I I have only seen Handmaid's Tale here and there because when Fanny watches it when I come home at work. I've only co-
1: seen her feature film work. Okay, okay. Like, you saw her it, it, in us oh uh, us oh us thank the, you yeah us and the kitchen she's in the kitchen i, know, I, I never I saw. saw the kitchen um yeah, so i only know her from her but films. i did
2: see her in us and i and i d- haven't seen much Didn't of her you in watch Hand- Mad
1: Men? no never watched was she in no, Mad no i man? thought you did she was yeah oh, she she's a
2: secretary lady but i've also but i've seen parts of her parts of her in handmaid's tale and i think she's, she's really good she is fantastic yeah in invisible man she is amazing
0: yeah uh I was going to say what they do really well is the way that they utilize space and the oh, yeah. shots and everything the composition, yeah, to yeah. tell you where the Invisible Man is or is not yes. because there's a big difference like they play into knowing that you've watched a lot of or you might have watched a lot of possession films or ghost films and that's a different kind of presence than what this is. This is every time that something happens in the ghost or possession films it's like yeah they mess with something but then they're gone you don't know where they are. He's always in the room. He's always lingering. He has a physical presence. Uh-huh. You can track where he is. You can sense where he is, and that's a totally different thing than what those movies do when they just have someone moving something. And, and, and he does a great job of making you feel the diaz-
1: that. The Diazepam reveal, yeah, was so it's good. all the reveals oh. like with Tommy, where, where he's in on it. Shit, dude. Oh, what, what? oh my god! I what? was sad that the uh, that the handprint on the glass wasn't in the movie. Yeah, yeah.
2: I did like that they kept the his breath in the air though. Yeah, yeah. that was cool.
1: I wonder. I honest, I wonder if, like to Sparks's point, uh, that he's always in the room. I wonder if they actually had an actor or a stuntman in a green screen suit the entire time. I'd be curious, yeah. I want to Wh- see because yes. there's a couple of times where where she's like looking at the doorway and the cameras focused on something in the doorway. So I, I wonder if there yeah. was a guy there that they just painted out. Like it, when the door yeah.
2: opens and he walks out, and she's yeah, she
1: hears it, it, the door open. It
3: wouldn't cost a lot of money to paint a green screen out. Yeah, because you um, never you don't need to replace it with anything. Something that this movie does maybe maybe better than any other movie dealing with invisibility is where. Right? That dude is like never on screen, but I always feel his presence. Yeah, yeah. And it's only something that like a really good film can do. Yeah. Where it's like, how do they make me feel this when there's literally nothing happening? It's oh, the sound it's design. The, it's the sound you hear design. The clicking yeah. of the and and the filming. It's the framing. And, and you, and it's you a... feel her her like her like she feels like she's going nuts. Like, there's somebody there, but she can't explain it.
2: I I remember what I was going to say before I went on tangent about how good Elizabeth Moss is, is that even though we, like what Brandon said, we don't meet Adrian full on. Ryan said that. Or Ryan, we don't meet Adrian full on. Thank you. um, We still know that he is a horrible person. Like when she's in the middle of the night, she's running away from him. And then when he finally catches up to Emily's car and busts out the window, and it's like, you know he's an abusive boyfriend. He is, he needs, she's trying to get out of there for her own safety. And then after he like dies, but you could st- and how scared Elizabeth is to, or how scared Cecilia is, just to walk out and get the mail out of her friend's driveway.
1: The attic sequence, also. Oh God! Super tense. Surprise. The second yeah. one, she pours the paint, and you see the face.
2: I'm
3: like, oh shit! Yeah, that was scary. This movie has really like really good sk- jump scares. Boy, well, he got oh, clean, clean the best. Fast. Oh, he did. Yes. He did. Um, there's a there's a moment where um, is it Sophia? What's what's the daughter's name? Sydney. S- Sydney. 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 Where where um, Cecilia is crying on the floor. And oh Sydney's God. like, hey, let's have a girl night. We'll eat some cake. Slam! And she's got oh. slapped in the face. And I haven't jumped she that hard in punched. the theater. Yeah. In, in, maybe since Hereditary. Like, you for real. I want right? to
1: know what my favorite favorite one is. Huh. Similar. Uh, is when they're in the restaurant. <gasps> the knife. And the, the, the you sister. You just see it. it What's so, so terrifying of that is that the sister's like, okay, okay, okay. And then you see her persp- her perspective her, change to next to Her eyeline moves. Moss. Her yeah. eyeline moves. She's like, What? And then it cuts to, and the knife is there. And before the audience has a chance to register that there is a knife so floating there, it's so fast. Her, sl- her, her her throat gets slit and it's written in Elizabeth Moss's hand. So now even the audience is like, yeah. "What the and hell again, just happened?" I mm-hmm.
3: saw this movie with like seven people in the theater and they were all spread out. But all of us, st- we were like a collective, "Oh my
1: god!" <laughs> yeah,
3: I was like, "This movie is yeah. like crowded,
1: a, crowded theater." Similar experience. I wish I would have saw oh. this
2: with a whole crowd. Right? I what? haven't
0: been yeah. caught off guard that hard in a long. For real. my theater yeah.
2: was pretty crowded and we were like, "Oh, because yeah, we movie is saw effective. the knife in front of Emily's face the Space whole bar. audience was split lit second. And I'm like, oh shit. And the second I, I, before I could finish my own
1: sentence, slit in, in uh, it's such a sister's hand. It's so effective because it's, it's just fast enough that even the audience is confused. I, I so rarely have the reaction where
0: I'm watching a movie and I bring my hands up to my face. Yes. Like to cover my mouth. Yeah. And I did that when the sister gets killed. Like, yeah.
3: Oh and, shit. And what I love is like this isn't a movie that has like uh, like some horror movies will have the like, giant like stingers and like dun dun like this movie is very subtle with its music yeah. and it's like yeah. it's really effective and like when except
0: it, like, when it's not being well yes at the that's the thing it's like it yeah. accentuates it no I well, was thinking like uh, even when it's just her right after like she's uh be, when she's being told about the pregnancy and it's yeah. just going to those hereditary yeah. volume heights it uses music it, fr- it, it, so it's it knows advantage. how to accentuate yeah. it and music, where to use it properly those
1: those big musical beats are moments that when adrian isn't doing something yes. the quiet musical beats are when they are so it's almost like uh the opposite. He's, he's letting the music highlight the drama not the horror yeah, yeah. And i think that's really interesting too yeah. oh, i
2: agree one of uh, i love um I, I think my favorite reveal or one of my favorite I love it when um when uh, protagonists get the jump on the antagonist mm-hmm. I love like when, when, she, she, ri- when, when she when she her stabs her wrist with the pen oh yeah, yeah yeah and she's like there you are and stab 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 stab, stab. yeah
0: grab and stab grab yeah.
2: and stab and and she and his suit's all flickering and glitching and uh, the whole time I'm thinking because she's always, she's framed for, her, for the for the murder she was um she. Did, sent an email that she didn't saying that um F you to her sister a whole bunch I of, wish you would have died instead <laughs> a whole bunch of horrible shit's going her way and now that oh, cuz you and now i'm, I'm thinking okay you're in the hallway you have a bunch of eyewitnesses there's cameras seeing that there's that he's obviously love,
1: not dead I love the cops what, what a dope the, action
3: scene the, oh yeah actually
1: because it's so good because the cops are like wait what'd you do what'd you do and then it's reveals it's like there's something yeah. else here yeah
3: like, miss don't move what's going on like, yeah. when the, <laughs> like when
0: Adrian has the gun and says bang walks away it shoots I, the,
2: and, the guard and, and in I anyway. like that
0: the cops have individual reactions yeah they are not some mass of having the same reaction uh-huh. there's one cop who's shouting lay down lay down she's saying he's here and he's like I believe you yeah. uh and he's just trying to figure it out uh-huh. uh, it's uh, unbelievable yeah enough. and others who are like you know 100 percent, it's her it's her and you know like uh don't go after him you're crazy like they all have their own individual uh reactions to yeah. it yeah. Right? it made them feel like people uh and not like some massive like cop one here he is slaughter cop two here he is
1: slaughter when did you guys guess that it was the brother
0: okay uh i'll I, put, it, I'll put I do- it this way
1: Okay, Uh, you go first, Sparks.
0: I'll put it this way. I suspected that the brother was involved the moment uh, that he showed the pictures of the body. I'm like, because either he knows it's a a setup, or the brother is dead, and this is the guy doing it. Like, Adrian is dead, and the brother is the guy doing it. Yeah. I knew it had to be one of those two things. I'm like, otherwise this doesn't work. If he's saying, I saw his body. So he's either doing it, or... Uh, he knows that his brother's not dead and he's doing it. When he gets shot. And honestly, only then is when I realized. Hold on, hold on. So uh, then Adrian talks and I'm like, it's not the brother. Brother's not in the suit. But he still has to be in on it. And I clocked that it had to be the brother in the suit, but only in the moment when he gets shot. Because here's the thing, he gets to the house too fast ahead of her and his suit is no longer flickering. He's wearing a different suit. Yeah. yeah. And when he walks in and isn't flickering, I'm like, "This is gonna be the brother. Yeah. yeah. This isn't gonna be Adrian. This is gonna be the brother. Adrian didn't
1: go to the house. It wasn't until I. It's, it wasn't until uh, he was shot that I realized I was like, "This is too easy. They're not gonna yeah. kill yeah. The, him like that. Yeah. It's the brother. And that's when, when he. Uh, by the way, when she kills Adrian is awesome.
2: Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Um, I surprise. <laughs> that was freaking badass. It's like I you
1: saw it. He killed himself.
2: Yeah, I had a feeling that the brother was in on it when she, uh, when he showed the body. I didn't know how, because the whole film um, Cecilia is telling how Adrian was controlling. He is a controller. He manipulates people to do what you need to do, and he'll go through any through multiple lengths to get what he wants. And even when his brother says, "Hey, I hated him too," it was like, but did you though? Did did you or are you still being controlled by him? He made you rich. And now and then, of course, when um when it's like, or you can go back to Adrian and have the baby and everyone in my theater was like, oh, mm-hmm. I best. went, <gasps> spicy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was him in the suit. I was, my concern was more for Sydney in that scene. I yeah. was like, God, don't kill Sydney, and don't kill oh, James. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about
3: James. James is an awesome just supporting friend. I'm uh, glad there's not a forced romance or anything Yeah. just be I love friends. that. God.
0: I am so happy for Aldous Hodge who plays James mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a big fan of that dude for like the past decade. I'm so glad this is the highest profile thing he's got what has he done he's he was a lead on the show leverage on tNT for a long time I know that and show. then he moved over to the show Underground okay uh, where which ran for three seasons with Christopher Maloney It was about slavery um and he was one of the leads for that and then outside of that he's had a lot of like small film role appearances, but he's never had anything this major uh, for attention he deserves it Good. he's awesome he was he's incredibly talented yeah i'm very happy
1: for him being in this i hope this leads to more work for him oh yeah yeah um, he was he's the mvp of this because when 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 sydney gets gets hit he's just like can you just understand that i'm trying to get my daughter to safety right now yeah yeah like i i i don't know what's going on i don't know if you did this or not but i gotta but care about her. i have to care about uh, yeah. her right my yeah. my scene the scene
0: that got me for him that i'm like yeah that's he's so good is uh when he's in the interrogation room yeah and and you know he knows Uh that he that she didn't kill her sister but he still doesn't know what to make of what else is going on yeah and uh there's a part of me that that what i thought would happen and i still don't know if i would have preferred this or uh, i'm better off without it but i thought what she was going to do was try to goad adrian into a reaction mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. talking about him in a way that she knew would make him angry that's why i was hoping and, for. and what i thought would happen is that she would do that when it's just her and james in the room no sorry not her and james her james and the other guy and james would clock something small but Adrian wouldn't actually do anything, but he'd move ever so slightly, and James would just slightly notice a, a weird flicker, and James would start to be suspicious. Um, but that's but that's it. And I, I'm okay with it that it's not there, but I was thinking that that's something that was gonna happen. Um, stuff in the trailers, like we talked about the handprint on the shower, uh, The there was a moment where they were gonna wake up and see the phone hanging in the air, and it drops to uh, the ground. He, there's somebody sitting in that there's chair. There's somebody sitting in that chair, which I think is the, mm-hmm. one of the more iconic moments from the trailer. Um... I am sad those moments aren't there, uh, but I also think that they would have ruined the way that the film is. There's yeah. a because lot of Because if moments you do like the that, moment yeah. where she's sitting there across from the chair and she says there's someone sitting in that chair, you go to, well, why wouldn't they just do the exact thing that she does when she thinks he's in the chair and throws the sheet over
1: it? That yes. was so tense. Which oh, was so God. tense
0: and excellent. And I think, a, honestly, a better version of that playing out when she thinks he's sitting in the chair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because... That's what would have had to ha- happen in the movie. Otherwise, the characters feel kind of stupid.
1: Um, um, and they avoid that for the most part. The handprint on the... I oh, was surprised because the handprint on the glass, I think that image has become an iconic image uh, a very, very quickly. Um, you see it in all the marketing, and I think people are going to remember that image. And it's very strange to me because that image is not in the movie. I, I agree with you. It's a little... Uh, it's
0: interesting that that one's not in there. It must have been part of a scene that they just felt didn't work in the final yeah. cut. Yeah. Um, that one I don't think would have interfered, but the phone dropping and the uh, sitting in the chair one, they would have vastly yeah. changed those I'm moments. Actually, and I like what we got. I'm actually yeah, glad because
2: when I saw the scene, I only saw the first trailer. I didn't see the second trailer. None of us did. Yeah.
0: We all avoided it.
2: Awesome. Um, you were there. That, you
1: were that's there why we watched we the second I, trailer I, earlier, yeah. Uh,
2: because uh, when we got to the scene where she, her and Cindy are in bed, Celia and Cindy are in bed, And the sheets come off, and you see this light flash. I didn't know. I didn't figure. I didn't know it was a phone flash. I had no idea what was going on. I just thought it was him trying to flick the flicker a light to try to wake her up and freak her out. I know what a phone
3: flash looks like. Yeah, I.
2: I That's fair,
0: Ben. Like it it left a a sense of mystery that you never saw it. Like because if I
2: saw the trailer and I saw the phone, the like the bits of the phone where he's taking pictures, and we don't hear the camera snap either. We just see the flash.
0: Yes, you do. You hear the
1: camera snap.
2: I didn't No, hear he's it.
0: saying in the. Uh, are you saying in the film?
2: In the final cut, we did. In the final cut of the film, we do not hear the camera snap. we yes, only you do. See. I'm pretty sure you do. I, don't, yes, you I do. didn't hear you it. Hear like I, I didn't uh, hear uh, it. Yeah. I saw the. I saw the flash. I,
3: I didn't see it. I actually,
0: the, not to like gang up on you, but I do think we we hear it. I recall hearing it. I um, But but that's fair. I also
3: personally, uh, I think it's a good choice again to show as little as possible. So you see yeah. just a flash. So you don't see a ghost holding a phone. Right, you, you, it is, it is. You get as little information as possible to less leave you more. less is more. To make you a little yeah, more confused. I maybe. really,
1: I really liked. Uh, it, it, the tension builds and builds and builds until the fi- the feet on the, on the sheet. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. And I think that the, what this movie does really well is it, is is it holds tension so nicely. Uh, and then keeps building until uh, until a something happens or nothing yeah. happens. So you're not sure. So even that becomes tension because it's just like is something yeah. going to happen and, this time or is it not?
3: And I love that that Le is just like yeah we're gonna stay on a shot for like a minute, and nothing's gonna happen, but it might happen. Yeah. And you always think something's gonna happen, so right. you're always feeling tense. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I
0: I have to wonder how they faked his death. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like he's got so much they, money no 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 it's understand a, what I'm yeah. saying how they faked it on a level where there would have been a police report and his body burnt and all that would
3: eh. uh, okay so I don't think that's a problem whatsoever he's a really rich guy and he's got a shitty brother as a lawyer uh, that's the fact that he committed suicide is, I think, all you really need to know. It, the logistics of how he died are, I really don't think, are not important whatsoever.
2: Also, Celia says he's an optics. He he worked in optics. optics. He could have he could have Photoshop easily
3: made. Yeah. Photos.
0: Well, that's my thing. Is yeah. that like it, it, it? You know, it's just saying it's Photoshopped. but like I'm I I'm saying there'd have to be a police report. Otherwise, like, James could easily, like, there were articles written about him dying. Yep. James w- could have easily, like, discerned the truth if that was the case, you know, so there would have to be a police report somewhere about him dying. Uh, just, you know. I just don't think that's a, that's a problem. No, I mean, like, it, what is a problem is how he doesn't know that she hid the sec- the third suit in the closet when he has all those security cameras in the home. That is, that is a point. That- There's no security camera in the closet. No, but that's not the point, but he knows that she took the suit from that room and left to the closet. Right. So he would at least like only look through that place closet. she could have gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely like a, he's that sharp and he didn't check that. Yeah. Because he's living at the house, obviously. I wonder if that's yeah. like,
3: they're in the writing room, they're like, there's no way we can get around this. Yeah, this is just going to have to be in the movie, you know? right? Let's hope no it's one very notices. It's possible. <laughs>
0: um, the other one that uh, Megan pointed out, and I, I totally understand, is that there's a certain point in the hallway where the the cops being murdered scene, where it it becomes like, "Girl, pick up the gun and shoot him." Uh, that's uh, and was... that gets a little a little aggravating, specifically at the point where he's clearly holding a gun to the face of the cop, which means his back is to her. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, girl, you know where he is. And there's you also, know he's not looking at and you. And there's
2: three officers who are knocked out, weapons fully loaded. Right. And you can and you know where he is yeah. and his suit's flickering. You have a good target. Right. Blast him. Please. Right. Just even even at the um when she does shoot the brother in the home, um, I was she, like she puts like what, four rounds in him? Yeah. I will yeah. just empty the clip. Just like barrage that son of a bitch. I don't care. Make sure he like double, double tap. Th-
0: yeah, Zombieland double when, tap when, him. when the when the rounds show up in the white on his chest. It's like oh no, he dead. Yeah,
2: he <laughs> well, I know he, he did, did, but i yeah. but for, for me, it would have made sense for especially for Celia's character, for someone who hates Adrian so much, especially since he killed her sister. He's ruining her life. Empty the clip. Make sure don't just. Don't throw I sl- think in
1: that moment, the story is trying to tell you that she is more concerned with making sure that James and Sydney are safe. Oh yeah, and less uh, on her revenge. Yeah. Okay. Because after she also realizes- four shots is pretty good. Yeah. She after- got
0: all- she got all four shots right into that chest. Yeah. He- after
1: she realizes that it wasn't Adrian, I think that's when her revenge kicks back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where like okay now everyone's safe. Adrian is has stopped this ruse. I'm gonna kill that fucker.
3: I, I love the scene when when we. Uh, when we f- actually first at the very end meet Adrian and they had to talk to me he's like, and like you know it wasn't me he's like stop lying to me Adrian and he's and like, you could tell it, was, it wasn't me And you could tell hell? he was lying oh yeah even what like, just, just
2: and even what he says surprise like he he has a silver he's a devil with a silver tongue. He's like, oh, because his whole thing, he's a gaslighter. Yeah. Like when earlier in the film, Celia says that he start—he would say things and he would control me. That's what gaslighters do.
0: Well, and and the thing is like he comes up to her and he says the surprise line uh-huh. because yeah. he's saying, this is my way of saying, you're right, yes. but I'm not going to say it out loud because I'm pretty sure you're trying to trap me still because yep. uh-huh. he's too smart for that. And he's like, okay, yeah. let's assume you really do just need to know this.
3: Yeah. It was me. And I bet if he wouldn't have said surprise, he and wouldn't have died just And the thing is, it's on their then. faces because she like cries and
0: kind of smiles in a mm-hmm. thank you gesture to him. And he's like, yeah,
3: okay, it was me. And oh. now we can be happy. Have ref- he's like, uh, happy now, now we can
0: move past it, right? Because it was me.
3: Psych. Oh, my. It's, she pulls a freezer. What happened to my husband? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Broly. Yeah, yeah. James.
1: <laughs> and she backs away the camera uh uh-huh. and then and then like, and she's
3: like she's like crying and she's like no i'm not crying anymore." <laughs> yeah, but yeah after
2: she hangs up from the 911 call she just sits down and, and cold-blooded like, and just stares him dead in the face i'm like oh so she's oh, gonna be in elizabeth
1: banks elizabeth uh, elizabeth woman invisible woman right yeah that's i like oh, yeah. got that's, the suit
2: <sighs> she's the invisible woman now she's got the suit <sighs> she is
3: no offense to elizabeth banks <laughs> her track record <laughs> compared to Lee Winnell's track record. I maybe don't want to see this turn into a different movie. I want Lee Winnell to do something with this. <laughs> me too. I want Lee Winnell to do a different monster, though. Honestly, just make get, b- if he has an idea and he's given the time, let him just do what he wants with all of them. Sure, yeah. why not? Who cares? Because he said he has an idea for Dracula. And oh. I'm like, I'm into that. I'm into I that. Like me some Drax.
0: Uh, I love the opening of the film with the waves crashing. just too. Oh, yeah. the, the invisible text that fades away. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: It's a uh, it's a payoff uh, pay for later when it's a little rainy and you can see. I, it. I uh-huh. like the
1: I really, oh man, it's so clever when he opens the trunk to yes to, to hide. hide. That's cool. Yeah, Because
0: I'm like it's raining. That was the whole point. We should see him. Yeah. yeah, he's also flickering. He is lucky that flicker doesn't go off for a while. No. Yeah, uh-huh. uh,
1: yeah. I I like this movie a whole lot. I think I think Lee Winnell really nailed this one.
3: Again, I think. Um, we talked about it uh, uh, off the podcast, uh, the Wolfman remake from 10 years ago. Yeah. They wanted to do a similar thing where it's an old school story uh, and it's, it's made in like an old school way. It felt like an old movie. Instead of doing like a 21st century reinvention, which what this is. This is a, a bleeding edge sci-fi take on The Invisible Man. While still being a horror movie or a thriller or whatever you want to call it. And it works exceptionally well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know you c- I don't want them to do like the what they do in Middle Gear Solid, where vampires are actually nanotechnology created monsters. Uh, I don't want that. Well actually maybe I do. <laughs> now that I say it out loud. <laughs> <were Middle laughs> now Gear Solid. that Philomar <laughs> is, is vamp in Middle Gear Solid. I'm saying, come back, Philomar. Um I I like Lee Winnell's take on this a whole lot. Um I think this is a, a dope... this is the best monster movie we've had in a really long time. Third third times the charm.
1: <laughs> true. I mean, yeah. if we count, man.
3: if we count a lot of,
1: if we count more than that, but I'm choosing to count just like the Dark Universe reboots. Yes, because they they've wanted to nail this for a while with Dracula Untold and, and the Mummy and the even uh, Van Helsing was trying to even Van Helsing yeah. to an extent, yeah. Uh, but to just kind of go forward with this one and be like,
3: you know what? Well, you know what's Never crazy? Mind. What if
1: we just made a movie?
3: <laughs> oh, crazy concept, right? That's, I know. You know what?
1: That's the thing that that Warner Brothers should have learned. Yeah, a long time ago. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the fact that this wasn't just a remake of The Invisible Man. This mm-hmm. was a kind of 21st century take on The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what exactly what we needed.
0: Uh, I appreciate the nod to the original in the hospital. When yeah. the dude wrapped up? Yep, that's oh, what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's not anything else. It's just yeah. her, It's just focusing on that moment because it's like, hey, nod to the original because yep. this yep. is how he would look when he would bandage himself up to, re- to sh- have a
1: physical presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that suit's so cool. Yep. By the way, so that suit also... Uh, activates trypophobia. What's that? Uh, it's the fear of small holes. Oh, that makes sense. So there's a there's an added layer of hi- of the of, of, fear. Of, of fear to his suit God. because it activates a phobia.
3: Jesus. And I thought that was really that cool. That suit is like when it, it's spooky. It's like yeah. I've never seen a suit that's so like cool and spooky at the yeah. same time. And it's it's so great A that thousand you, eyes.
1: You don't Ooh. need a big budget for this, type I can't of movie. believe this movie actually You're, was as cheap as it was.
2: Just yeah. because you said that, he kind of, it reminds me of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Monster Thousand Eyes Restrict. Oh yeah, yeah. With all the eyes on it, Ugh.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, you don't, you don't need a big budget for this. And
3: What's that's a seven million. Seven million. That's I heard,
1: insane, I heard. man. Uh, I, I think the the mistake with the with the original Dark Universe idea is Dracula and Told the Mummy is make him one hundred
3: fifty million dollars. Trying to go way too big. <laughs> don't make an Avengers movie. They're not the Avengers. It's yeah.
1: Dracula. <laughs> uh, and I think the the smarter move was to be like all right, let's try again, lower budget kind of got an idea who's, you know, let's, let's hire someone who knows what they're doing, uh, instead of someone who didn't. Yes. Uh, I still would have liked to have seen Russell Crowe at the end of this though. <laughs>
3: Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I honestly, I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> Sparks, I really wouldn't. Sparks, you <laughs>
1: said, you said while you're having dinner that if they had just had the balls to put the dark universe logo at the beginning of this, I really would have been okay with it. I would um, have been down. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have been upset. I'm, ha- I'm happy no matter what, cause this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. um
0: uh, pr- props to all the performers. They all do a great yeah, job. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss carries this film wonderfully. 100. Um, percent Again, I cannot stress enough how happy I am for Aldous Hodge. Uh, I love him so much. I'm so glad he has this. Um, but everybody in this was really good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Shall we rate it?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'm just very glad for Lee Winnell Like it's like we said. Like you said, it's two. He's two for two, and making great movies. Um, he just signed a deal with Bloom House, so he's just going to make whatever movies he wants to makes now yeah. wants to make. So good for him. He's he's a good talent. Yeah. What would you rate it? I would rate it a nine out of ten. I had a hell of a good time. Yeah, Ben.
2: Oh yeah, nine. This movie's great. It's suspenseful. And I'm on the edge of my seat. I love all the characters. They all have great moments. The when it is like scary or, or like shocking, like the I cannot get over the the sister's death in the middle of the restaurant. And Elizabeth Moss sells that moment beautifully. It's I love how they turn the Invisible Man into a modern thing. And it's all around great. I think a lot of people need to see this movie. It is a great movie. Sparks? Uh,
0: nine and a half out of ten. Um, yeah. It's, it's near perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I think that everything about this film works so well from design to execution uh, they did an excellent job. Yeah. I can hardly imagine a better interpretation of The Invisible Man. I will agree with that one. 9.5 nine,
1: nine out of 10. Ooh. Yo,
0: also we didn't really touch on it that much, but that whole struggle scene throughout the house in James's house when he from the moment he like grabs her and chokes her, mm-hmm. the way they filmed that is so good. Oh, There's yeah. also a lot of really good single long parts. take. Yeah with her fighting some invisible dude mm-hmm. and it works so well. You can see, feel the action of it even though yeah. you can't see one of the people doing it. There's
3: like one moment in the hospital fight where like the camera does like an uh, upgrade move and I'm right. like, oh, he's so good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude knows how to use a camera in, in fight scenes really well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should we move into our book club? Go see Invisible Man. Go see Upgrade. Go see Birds of Prey. Go, go see Birds of Prey. Support good shit. It's still out there support
1: good shit it's also
0: good action comedy go do it yes
1: hey welcome to the fake nerd comic book store can i help you find anything today yeah hi um do you have any books can you be more specific um anything readable right then time now for a book club
0: all right
1: Sparkles, take it away. Sweet Christmas,
0: it's time for some Cage by Gendy Tartakovsky. Oh, 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 shit. Guys, I'm so
1: pumped. Uh,
0: I love this. This book was a ride, man. I love Tartakovsky's style. I'm, I, I truly think that everything he touches is incredible, um, and this is no exception. Uh, just for art alone, I love this read. Uh, the, the plot is not anything super incredible, but it's still enjoyable. Um, I really enjoy tons of moments uh, throughout this. I ca- love that in true Tartakovsky style especially when he's playing with something like this comic uh, where he really has like bold freedom uh, character designs radically shift from frame to frame for whatever mm-hmm. emotion he wants to hit in the moment and I think that's exceptional. Um, also it's so rare that you get to have something like Tartakovsky taking Luke Cage on an acid trip and hell I
3: think that's yeah. beautiful as
1: hell. Yeah that I, is I agree. weird. Uh, this book's awesome. <laughs> the X Men show up for a panel. They show up for two pages. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's
3: Jean Grey? Uh, she moved up months ago. the the best, the
0: best abbreviation of uh, Scott Summers in any one moment. Yeah. Where's Jean, <laughs> Jean Grey? For that time. Just blasting out his ray, shouting. He looks good in this style, too. Yeah. yeah.
3: All these characters look so. Mm-hmm. Um, evocative so like we we did uh no offense to to batman dan but we did we did like shirtless bear fighter and then we did space punisher and then with cage we got like three like really kinetic really fun like let's just have a good time in comic books baby like like i like this i like this group of comics we've continuously read it's it's been it's been a good time this is a really fun comic it reminded me of like animal mortal kombat (laughs) Man, I should have the done,
1: Avengers. I should have done *Murder Falcon*. Not No Falcon, dude. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just
3: saying. Like, it's just we did like these crazy books in a row, and I'm like, I'm glad you picked this book. Cause like, it's, it's thank it's, you. It's it's a it's a wild one.
0: Yeah, it's it's super wild. Um, God, I'm just looking at the panel of uh Wolverine. The way he's drawn in this this stupid. Nobody run. cages cage. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cages I wanna, cage. I want to read out
1: the editor's note because it it it. Puts the comic in a specific time period, not just not the not the era of the comic, but like the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean Grey became the Dark Phoenix and was destroyed in the last exciting issue of X Men one thirty five one thirty seven. 70s tom yep. it so, n-
3: 1977
1: it, it is it is written as if it came out in 1977
3: it's like mm-hmm. a it's like it's almost like a exploitation marvel comic it really is yeah, that's yeah. what he's
1: going for and yeah. he hits that vibe so well the
0: moment that it opens with the bank rollers the art of them coming out i'm like yo this is a um, Powerpuff skates this yeah. is a powerpuff girls episode turned yeah. up to like 12 100 yeah. percent. this is incredible <laughs>
3: uh there's a great scene where um a bunch of kids are playing basketball what is this face? that's a face of a great it's artist. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. He's so expressive with his characters. Uh, Luke Cage uh, passes by a bunch of kids playing basketball and they're like, oh my god, it's Luke Cage. And they're like, hey kid, you want to see a slam dunk? And he slams dunks and he breaks the basketball hoop and he's like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> and it's just like, oh Luke. Tar- Tartakovsky is so good at showing such
0: a vast array of emotions on a face. Mm-hmm. and Like Luke Cage has has a face for every occasion in this comic. It's Awesome. May I,
1: may I read another page? Yes, absolutely. Uh, when read a page from Cage. When he's running when he's running through the woods, away from Mr. Lion and Mr. Tiger, uh, he says, Cage thunders through the jungle with the powers of a hero, with, with, the, power, <laughs> with the power of a herd of elephants running at cheetah-like speed, and the, the jungle becomes a blur. His speed increases, and the very fabric of time and space becomes an abstraction until he gets tired.
0: Yeah, and then it's just a page...
1: Of Luke Cage getting worn down from running. And then just because he's not a big runner. And then Luke Cage is just like, man, I ain't used to all this running. And then the next
3: page is, is just He's just so sweaty and <laughs> defeated. Yeah. And then he's gonna run again. Luke Cage gets bit by a snake and he's like, Fool, you can't buy through steel hard skin. And then he uppercuts a snake <laughs> and, and his, his eyes pop out. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, um <laughs> Uppercuts the snake. What's the bad the bad guy monkey's name? Sue, Sue who?
0: Professor Seuss.
3: Professor Seuss. Uh, like he oh rhymes Lord. a lot, and then Luke Cage just like walks yeah, away. Yeah, because he's Doctor Seuss. Oh
1: Jesus Christ! Oh how did I, no! How did, I, how did I not get that? <laughs> how did he's I He's also oh. he's also upset. He's he's upset that Misty Knight stood him up. That's that's the whole uh, oh, crux yeah. of the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the whole th- the whole point is that that a bunch of heroes in New York have gone missing.
0: Yep. When Ghost Rider gets defeated by the bear, just putting his
2: fist oh. out and his skull gets knocked <laughs> off. <laughs> so when I saw that, I'm like, this is <laughs> definitely. I could. See, I feel like I've seen that before in one of the things. It's so hokey, funny. It is. I feel like I've seen that in like a Powerpuff Girls episode or you something. You definitely have because it's just like it's um, a bear <clears throat> just like with his fist out, straight forward, and then Ghost Rider is knocked off with motorcycle is, and all. This
0: is uh, e- you know what? This is even more like this is so oozing with his more modernized humor that he has. Like it's all the style of what he was doing when he was doing Dexter mm. and uh, Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack, but it's also a lot of the sharper humor he's adapted as he's been doing the hotel. Transylvania films okay. and he brought a lot of that to the table in this and it's very obvious that he knows how to like he's been playing a lot with where to hit comedic beats with just straight up yeah. art design yeah. uh,
3: there's uh, Dr. Se- I just realized yeah Seuss uh, <clears throat> he he goes into his monologue and Luke Cage is like nope I yeah, don't want to no. hear about your Yeah, just his bubble wanna, over his mouth. I don't want to I mean, hear about your origin. No, I don't want to hear it. Are but, you sure? But I'm no, serious, I but then, I don't have time. But then there's a nine panel like Watchman Esque Grid where he's like if only Cage had been listening to Sue's origin story, he would have learned that he knows every martial art known to man. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> The cover of issue four is him being hit out of the cover. Yeah. Yo, I love the cover
2: of issue three and how there's an asterisk on top of cage. And this has nothing to do with the comic <laughs> yeah. inside. Yeah, because his cage was like three very beautiful women draped across him. Yeah. And then the bottom says the cover. Ha- this has nothing to do with the inside of this book. I'm
3: like, that is. Look at this rhino yeah.
2: that just says Blorf. Yeah
3: uh again uh a bunch of animals beat the shit out of the avengers yeah <laughs> it's awesome i love i
0: love that there's moments where the narrator's like there's really no recap that could do the last three issues justice you gotta read them i'm serious don't turn this page until <laughs> you've love, gone back and read like, them no and then, seriously stop and then and then later like hey man you're reading too fast take the time and appreciate each of these intricate
1: blokes <laughs> oh, here, here it is here, here it is ryan uh, when Dr. Seuss it all started many hold it ain't no way I'm gonna listen to your origin story after what you just put me through yeah. very well but it is I'm serious man I don't want to hear your story but it, nope not gonna happen I got time and, for and your to nonsense. conceptualize this for anybody who hasn't
0: like read it it is literally Luke Cage word bubble plastered over uh-huh. Dr. Seuss's Professor Seuss's word bubble to just totally interrupt him
3: there, there are words behind it like he's saying yeah yeah he's story. saying yeah. something
0: but yeah. you can't read yeah. it
2: like Kennedy wrote out his origin story and then he's like now this kid's gonna talk
1: over it just some like, of the, no. some of the great lines just and it, <laughs> say hello to slammer and his brother Jamma, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Genndy
0: Gendy appreciates the sweet Christmas in this for yeah, sure. Does. Oh yeah, there's a lot of sweet Christmas. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of just appreciation for the black blaxploit- exploitation time in filmmaking and what that like represented, in, like before it became like watered down. But what that was really aiming for the empowerment, the visualization of it, and he leans into that so well
3: the uh, the final page is like Luke just wanted to get some ramen or whatever yeah, with yeah. his girl and mm-hmm. like the final page after going through all the all shit, the heroes it's a surprise party and all the Avengers and the X Men and like the Fantastic Four and are there Doctor Strange and, and like Spider Man and, and everybody and has drawn them all so unique and so awesome and it's like ah this is awesome mm-hmm. it's well, it so looks, good
1: well it looks like things worked out for our hero and he got the thanks appreciate the thanks appreciated and appreciation and noodles that he wanted there's. There's a uh, three
0: line side by side paneling of uh, him throwing Black Mariah back at the other goons as they're running at him. And so he's off in the distance and they're in the foreground running forward. And then all of a sudden she's coming closer and then it's just her and their flattened faces against the panel. And I'm like, this is such good Tartakovsky humor. Mm-hmm. This is such good art. Yes. Um,
1: the bank rollers. Jesus.
0: S- like uh, straight up, just if you're a fan. Oh man, when he
3: pulls the guy through the bars and leaves his clothes. <laughs> he pulls by, oh the yeah. Guy through the bars. He's like, I'll get you out of prison if you if you tell me where this person he is. Just yanks him out. He yanks him out <laughs> without his clothes. <laughs> his
1: clothes fall off. Yeah. And he throws. And then them he in.
3: puts it back. In. He's like, Hey, I said you, I thought you were gonna get me out. I was like, I
2: did,
0: but not for how long. Damn. Damn, Damn yeah. it. Cold blooded. Um. Yeah. Dang. So good. Uh, If you're a fan of Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, the Hotel Transylvania film, Samurai Samurai Jack... Uh, Symbionic Titan.
3: Or just like like wacky, fun, crazy
0: comics. Yeah, but yeah. especially if you're a fan of any of those or the, his original Clone Wars series. Yeah. If you've been a fan of any of those, you need to check out this book. Oh, yeah. uh, it, is, it is a wonderful, just artistic expression. If you're a big fan of Luke Cage, this is well worth your time. Uh, it is just such a beautiful read. Yes. Um, the whole sequence when he's talking to Misty Knight on the acid trip and he's just sitting amongst the flower bed he's like, oh good, that makes this make more yeah. sense. <laughs> and those are just a couple of pages. Of those- are like yeah. beautiful posters. Yeah, yeah. These like single pages of like, like different st- experiences he's going through throughout the acid trip. And it's
2: like straight out of the sixties and seventies because they had used that art style Truly.
0: heavily. Truly, yes. Uh, he he went for a very very clear stylistic flair, and it works so well. And he's just got such a nobody. Nobody does character art the way Tartakovsky does. Yeah, nobody does what he does like this. He, he's one of He a will kind. he will draw bodies inconsistently. Uh, as far as size and shape whatever works for the moment to express the emotion and that's what he cares about and he'll like make them anatomically look kind of wrong and he doesn't care it's not about that um, like and the, he's, the, he's so good at nailing
2: like that. Professor Seuss's mouth is like just super wide yes and even when uh, there's I I want to call this
0: Cage, Cage straight up just changes size
2: yeah I want to call it the Scooby-Doo run because there's a part where Cage is running his neck is just like at a 90 degree angle with his head staring dude his, that Wolverine picture and the rest of his <laughs> (laughs) body is just behind him there's
0: a lot of like uh there's a lot of the panels in here that are like from the side profiling like old cartoons because that's a lot of what tartakovsky started with that's dexter's lab that's powerpuff girls it's a lot of like sideways motion um that's how it was it wasn't as it it was a lot more flat back then and there's a lot of that brought here but it's still so vivid yeah um yeah this is awesome I yeah. love Tarkovsky so much. I'm so glad he had the opportunity to do this comic. Same I had a real good time with this comic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is also a the first issue of Luke Cage Hero for Hire. Yeah. If That's you about uh Carl Lucas's origin. If if you pick up the trade of this, it's in the back. And uh it's the very first issue
1: of Hero for Hire. And uh yeah, exactly. As you were saying, Ryan. Um there, uh, Ryan, you said there there was um uh there's not a lot of dialogue
3: in the in the four issues that Last issue makes up for it. Yeah, because it's oh, an yeah. old school comic where uh, there's a lot of dialogue and it's just like a lot of like I'm in prison and this sucks and I need and, uh, Carl, you're a nice guy. I don't want you to be in prison and do an experiment. Okay. It's like hey, the warden's actually a cool dude. Show. I, I love
0: that. I love that even back then, like you know, it had to be like a couple of white guys who could come in and change Luke Cage's life, make everything okay, kind of thing. Uh, even back then. Um, which makes sense that that's the that's the kind of story we'd I mean, write ourselves.
1: You, you saw you saw the show. It's basically the same origin story. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah, it is. Um, it's it's still. Uh, I like the way that they, the what what is different. What is cool to have seen because I never like went back and read it is uh, the different version of uh, his history with, uh, uh Rita, Oh, Riva. Yeah, uh, because we uh we see what their history was how they fell in love and that kind of thing uh which is you know obviously in the netflix shows if you watch that um she's killed by the purple man yeah. oh uh which is totally different um but i liked i liked the way that they expressed that uh, honestly i think the flashbacks of like him telling his origin story like all right turkey if you want to hear it yeah, uh, i love the
3: way that i, I love the way he talks <laughs> a man forever set apart by fantastic chemistry gone berserk yeah oh i like that gone berserk i like yeah. that word. Uh, I and I
0: yeah, I I think it's I thought it was just a fun little like historical anecdote, educational read. Like re- you know, remember where this character come came from. You Damn know, this man. is, and it, I think it's. A lot of comics will do that where they'll give you like uh, the when there are smaller issue sets and they'll give you an older issue to go with it. But I think for this one, it's especially useful because this is a comic set in the time period just after he'd started being the hero for hire. This is true. Um, This is set in that time period. And I think it helps you to kind of correlate like even though we're seeing less dialogue, he is still that same character. That is who he is right here. Uh, That's who Tartakovsky's brought to life.
1: Yeah, outfit's kind of hokey, but so what? All part of the superhero scene. And this way, th- when I use my powers, it's going to seem natural. A little promotion w- promotion work, and I'm in business. Luke Cage, yeah. hero for hire. Hey, also, I love how
2: his belt is a chain. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, How much is this guy? $14.99? That's not too bad. How much is it? 14 For five issues? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, We were... Uh, talking about so i went to the comic book store and uh earth two comics has seen some seen better days oh no uh the northridge store might not be there for much longer <gasps> northridge <laughs> no yeah. um they lowered the. they had to uh they closed earlier now uh because uh, of, of things and honestly it's a st- it's the state of the, of the of the of the thing we there you know there was a there's a pesky rumor going around that uh comic books are going to not be printed anymore um <laughs> or whatever yeah. Ethan Vance guy ever said. Wow. Or whatever, whatever Ethan Van guy said. Don't bring his. Don't say his name. Don't uh, say Voldemort's <laughs> name. <laughs> Beetlejuice he's Beetlejuice to show up. He's comic Voldemort,
2: or he's but comic Candyman. Say his name. He, he'll appear. He said, uh,
1: but but uh, I do think that it is entirely likely that eventually we will get to the point where no single issues are ever printed because uh, because the graphic novels reach a much wider audience and they make a lot more money. It's true. Um, all of it. Um, Damn it. <laughs> um. The single issues are only are only can be found at comic book stores, Uh, decreasing comic book stores, decreasing single issue sales. Yeah. Uh, The trade paperbacks can be put anywhere. Amazon. In fact, uh, Marvel prices their comics so that the Amazon discount will be the price of the comic. Yeah, it's true. Which is dumb, but still. Yeah, uh, we, we've I talked about wanted, that before. I just wanted to bring that up because this reminded me of that.
0: Um, real quick, I just wanted uh, Ryan's commentary because I, I forgot to touch on it earlier. Uh, what was your thoughts on the way he did Dazzler? Oh, Dazzler rules. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what's cool. I, I love I, the way he drew the, her. The, the X-Men show up for no real reason, but I'm happy that they're here. <laughs> right. Dazzler and Misty Knight are both drawn. Well, Dazzler's drawn like uh, Darwin Cook, I felt. Uh-huh. and I Misty agree. Knight was drawn like Bruce Timm, I felt. Uh, uh, I cool. I'd
0: agree with that. I I'd agree that, that that's yeah. the that's the intent. I love when also on the same in this same section when he puts his head in the the crocodile's you know mouth and he shuts it and just messes him up. Yeah, and just punches his snout. Yeah. Oh, uh. that snake punch uppercut is really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: like you can't bite someone's skin of steel, and he uppercuts
0: with the eyeballs. This, this the art in this is so. It's so lovely. It's yeah. definitely
2: Kennedy Tarkovsky's style, and since we all four of us grew up loving this style, I love the art in this book. Same, even when it goes just like completely crazy, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely
0: look, Tarkovsky. look how Grinch Hell Professor yeah. Seuss's yeah. introduction is. Oh my it's god, so yeah, Grinchy! Go. Uh, all
1: right, shall we get? Shall we move on? Shall we get out of certainly, here? Certainly, certainly.
0: Su- look at those. Look at the, the, the cages he put them in. The the like tree prisons that he has them in. That's so Seuss. It's also very Samurai Jack. It's that's true. That's true. I think this was much a way for him to like pay tribute to an appreciation he had for Doctor Seuss's style. Jesus, this part when he comes out of the acid trip and that's the freaking face. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> Welcome, Cage. <gasps> <laughs> uh, this is so weird.
3: It's like, te- what's what's the- I would love to Tex watch Avery? the like what's the wolf? What's the Wolf's name? Tex Avery? Is that his name? The which wolf? wolf. The wolf with like he like smokes and like oh, it's a like, cartoon. I think yeah. I
0: don't know. Oh man, Ben. I would love to watch the twenty-minute yeah. animated short film of this. Just saying, there's short films. It's your, no, yeah. I'm saying if they if they made it because it's oh, Tarkovsky, okay. I would watch 20, 20 minutes animated of this whole comic. I would too,
1: Ben. Yeah, it's your book club next week. Do you it know is. what
0: it is?
2: I let me go back home and check my pile. Okay, the Tex
3: Avery Wolf, guys. That's who I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, okay, that's okay. who I'm thinking. Okay, of. yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, I knew I was right about something.
1: <laughs> um, all right, like we said, Ben's book club is next. Uh, he will th- we will announce that this week. Um. All right, next week I guess we got a review of Onward. Are we going onward with that plan? <laughs> Not anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> Ruined it for everyone. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Uh, we get. Let's plug some stuff. Plugs, um, baby. We have a YouTube plugs page. and gags. The Ben Magnus story. <laughs> yes. Um, we have a YouTube page. You can, on that page you can find two shows. We got we got running Fickner's Watch. Uh, is our kind of after-show series. I'm doing that currently with Star Trek Picard, with downright nerdy. Picard, Michael calls a downright nerdy. Uh, and as we said up top, you can find us on their uh, movie review show this week, uh, where we did Stargate. Bored and annoyed. Uh, with bored and annoyed. Um, yeah, Star Trek Picard. Uh, we're a little behind right now. Uh, not just not just you, Sparks, but me as well. Uh, we have not recorded episode six yet. Hey man, four, li- four and five will be up tomorrow. Life gets in the I way. I think you did. Life finds a way. Uh, we'll get you six soon then. Uh, basement arcade, doing that with Sonic Mania. You we sure cannot. are.
3: Um, <laughs> if I, <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna work tomorrow. I was gonna, I was gonna do it tomorrow. But now I work. But I'll do it before I go to work. Okay. Sonic Mania still continues. So. Uh, our, our, our YouTube
1: page is a little behind. We got a lot. We got very busy. Yeah, life uh, sucks. But we will, we will catch up.
3: We all have busy lives.
1: True. We're all pretending like it's everyone's fault,
3: (laughs) and that's very sweet. No, Sonic Mania this week is mine, because I haven't done anything for it.
2: But there you go. And I don't know when I'm able to record more Sonic Mania with Ryan, but the good news is we're almost done.
1: Are we? Yeah, we are. Good. I want to play more games. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like he has been doing Sonic Mania forever. It's yeah.
3: I mean, there was period breaks Co- where it's like Col- you know?
2: Colossus was. Colossus took a while, but Mania we had to take a little. Um, we are
1: also a Funko affiliate. Use promo code SHOP TEN for ten percent off your purchase by clicking the link in the description. Uh, if you also like to, if you also want to um, uh, help out the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon, uh, where we have two tiers right now. And Won't
3: you be my patron?
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, you can find us also. at hey there, <laughs> okay if we t- if you guys sign up for our patreon we're gonna do a Out youtube Patrons. page we're gonna do a youtube page where we're just doing mr rogers but for Patreons, don't promise <laughs> things uh they'll make me do things <laughs> but i want to <laughs> i know um yeah both those link are, links are in the description um yeah so you know thanks to everyone who listens we greatly appreciate it thanks to jeremy velucci uh for our our music musics and our theme you can find him at Jeremy Volucci keyboards uh he also has a show, show called suburban proctologist you can find that on itunes facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official or instagram at subproc podcast uh mike Matola, uh, thank you to whoever uh, thank you to mike Matola uh for our logos you can find them at at mike Matola. we are on twitter instagram and facebook all at fake nerd podcast fake nerd guys at gmail.com if you like to get in touch with us personally i'm at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter sparkles you can find me watching all
0: 100-plus episodes of OKKO OK on Hulu at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z-Witty. Seriously, go watch OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes. All the episodes are on there? All the episodes. Including the Sonic the one? entire series. Yes. Ben? You can find me on the
2: internet at BenMagna27 on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing about retro video games at OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Ga- uh, old That's the website, OldSchoolGamerMagazine. Ryan, do, do
3: you have a quote? No, I don't, unfortunately. Oh, okay. uh, you can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. When, when you when don't I- have a quote, just say, Give me back my son! <laughs> Where's that? What? <laughs> is that from Ransom? I just threw out the first thing that popped in my okay. head. Okay. Oh, no, that's from the Mill Gibson 1996 movie Ransom, where Greg Kinnear is a kidnapper police officer who actually kidnapped his son while working on the case. There you go. I don't know why I know so much about that movie. Give me back my son! <laughs> Where are you? DJ Tony Stark. Did you say it? Did I? I I'm at DJ Tony Stark everywhere. Give me back my son. (laughs) Um, Yes.
1: Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. Wait a minute. appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Wait.
3: uh, X-Men, Jean Grey, and and, and, and Emma Emma, Emma Frost came
1: out. (laughs) Stay fake, nerds. (laughs)